Hello, true believers, and welcome to Four Color Commentary, the continuing saga of four comic nerds and the books they love. I'm Alan. I'm Chewy. I'm Ian. And I'm Ryan. Welcome to episode number 12. 12. 12. 12. 12. 12. 12. We are no longer, we're, we're almost in the teens. We we're almost 12. teenage boys. Well, I mean, to a certain extent, we all are teenage boys. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's um, a thing. Pardon my death rattle, by the way. Yeah, Chewy is, 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 is very ill, so you maybe hear some coughing, so we apologize in advance for Chewy. I'm sorry. He's <laughs> I don't like I'm treating you like you're a child that I have to apologize for. Listen, like, I'm I know sorry. He's, he's going to cry the whole time. He's, he's got the consumption. He's not long for this world. <laughs> got the right. black lung pop. Don't worry, little Jimmy. Another news. We're we'll doing auditions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can I be on the show? Okay. No, Evan, you can't. Uh, um, so, welcome to Four Color Commentary. This is your first episode. Hello. Thank you for listening to us. And if you are returning to the Four Color Fortress, welcome. Um, this is a show about comic books. Um, so, before we get into the show and who we are and all that, there are some ways you can actually reach out to us, contact us if you like what you hear. Um, way number one is we do have a website. It's fourcolorpodcast.com uh, all the things I'm about to tell you that you could do you can actually do at that website there's links for all this sort of stuff um, so you can check us out there we're also part of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network so you can reach us also at stuffandthingsnetwork.com A-N-D Stuff and Things um, you can also email us at uh, we are uh, fourcolorpodcast at gmail.com, so you can send us an email. Uh, we actually did receive an email. We'll talk about that um, in, in a second here. Um, probably in the back. Actually, no, no, we'll talk about it in the back matter today. Um, and we also uh, have the ability to be reached on Twitter uh, at at fourcolorpod. Uh, we also have a nifty little Facebook page where you can give us a cool thumbs up and Yay. like us and all that stuff. I believe it's facebook.com slash four color commentary or four color podcast one of those two just search for it just search for it you'll find it um so that is that that is the business as it is and before we start talking about the show we want to tell you a little bit about each of us so we'll go around the circle as always starting with alan my name is alan and i read a little bit of everything um as an artist i really pay attention to art direction and style and today i got a lot of stuff to say about art (laughs) okay my name is Chewy. I like books that are full of blood, like my lungs. So, uh, <laughs> you know, okay. just things that are metal and dark. The consumption pop. Um, <laughs> so if it's metal and it's in a comic book, I like it. Cool. Uh, my name is Ian. Uh, I like uh, comic books that are mainly written by the two major comic book companies, Marvel and DC. That's usually the books I gravitate towards. However, I'm a big fan of other stuff too. Um, but uh, I kind of like something about every single comic I read. I'm very hard pressed to uh, not find something I like. I'm a pretty easy customer. Hi, my name is Ryan. I like sort of underground and, and out of the ordinary comic books. I like Comics is art and comics is literature and stuff that's fun and, and exciting and makes me laugh and science fiction too. Cool. So that is us. You know who we are. Uh, let me tell Hi. you <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about the show and how it breaks down. So we have four different segments on our show. Segment number one, excuse me, uh, is here's my issue, where each of us bring a comic to the table. We all read each other's books and then we uh, talk about it. Um, segment number two we talk about is first prints, where we take a arc or a uh, a graphic novel or any sort of seminal comic work or sometimes new comic works that we think are really important and good to read, and we all read it and talk about that. Um, segment number three we have 
have is the four color character compendium in which we discuss a character, a creator, a super team, a villain, a hero, some sort of comic book character um, or person important to comics uh, and kind of give you a little bit of backstory on them. Uh, And of course, we end always with the back matter, which is just general comic book chat. So as we say uh, every time, the or as I've said the last three times rather, and I'm trying to make it a thing every time. So the table is set. You know who the players are, and now we will begin. Um, so who drew the short straw this time with Here's My Issue? I believe we're uh, writing on a technicality, so that <laughs> would be true. Chewy. Chewy did, technically speaking. No, Chewy, what did you Cats bring? Cats and cough. We'll, we'll let you get it out of the way first so you can be quiet the rest of the episode, I guess. I can't. <laughs> um, okay. So I brought all new ghost rider as part of the marvel now stuff which is awesome anyways um all new ghost rider uh because it, and it's number one and number two so whoa yeah wow all right yeah it's kind of metal priest. breaking the law yeah you know and motorcycles it's true or is it oh <gasps> okay so Ghost Rider, it's, it's uh, you know, it had to happen as part of Marvel now. So in all new Ghost Rider, we um, follow Robbie Reyes as uh, told by Felipe Smith and Trad Moore. Uh, Trad Moore, you may remember from the strange talent of Luther Strode yep. um, that we talked about before. So um, essentially, it's it's kind of like getting into sort of an origin, I guess. It's a it's a new retelling of it. It's set in uh, L.A. It's set with a new person. It's not Johnny Blaze or any of the other ones they would have seen. Um, it's uh, Robbie Reyes, and he's you know just a kid. And I um, I got my hands on it at first because I was like, oh, I I just have to, and I read it. And um, I chose actually to do numbers one and two because I remember having to wait between after reading issue one for number two. And I was just like, oh, man, I'm not going to do that to them. I'm going to just run it together because it flows together so well. So I want to hear what you guys have to say about it. Uh, I really, really like this book. Um, so like Ghost Rider has always been kind of like a weird character for me. Um, I, I was not you know big into 90s comics, obviously, because I started a lot later, but um this is one of those characters that i feel like has always tried has been like right under the level of i don't want to say like a list but like you know like mainstream comic is like always been hanging on right under that line and mm-hmm. they, there's been multiple attempts to make him really cool or make him you know more edgy or you know bring him into the, the limelight he's um he's got a skull that's on fire how do you get more edgy than that exactly <laughs> so good so action <laughs> Well, I mean, the point being that uh, he, he's never really caught on, but I feel like... But he caught on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this book did, uh, with a new with a new person and a new spirit in general, actually... Uh, spirit of vengeance? Yeah. Sorry, I'm... Exactly. <laughs> wow, okay. I can talk, you guys just fill in with puns if that's what you want to do. That's, yeah, that's probably what we're going to do. Uh, <laughs> uh, I feel like this was a really good reboot. Um, I don't like the word reboot. I mean, it's it's not really a reboot. It's yeah. just it's not, it's. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't. I'm not going to use that. It's a reimagining. It's just taking a established character and putting something new in it. Just like making Miles Morales Spider Man. It's some. Yeah. It's some. It's an established character, and we're putting somebody new at the helm of it. I really like that it's in L.A. too. I mm-hmm. do too. Yeah, East Los.
Um, I, I mean, I, I think that's an interesting setting, um, putting it in L.A. and stuff. I, this book, I, honestly, I was interested in reading it. Well, first of all, I like Treadmore's art. We, we talked about. From oh yeah, I, yes. when I first saw, so good. I remember yeah. when I first saw the like the like sketches of this or a couple of finished pages. We did back matter. Yeah, and I, I showed. I was like, Chewy, look at this. And she was very excited about it. I was very excited too. Oh, yeah. And I, but, the but line art is just the, spectacular. The intro page is really what got me. It's the last two lines of the intro page. They go on and tell you about um, uh, this is not the ghost writer. No, this is a tale of an ordinary kid named Robbie Reyes whose life is about to become a hell of a lot less ordinary. And then hell is in red and yes. palisades, just in case yeah. you didn't but catch that. But these are the two lines that did it. Get in, let's ride. I'm like, yes, I yeah. am interested in this. It just, dude, you okay. know what it kind of harkens back to, or I had that feeling of speed racer. Yes, yeah. it gives me I that was speed about, racer. Oh, you stole. The, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's words that's, my blood that's, lungs. That's what it took me to. I was like, <laughs> I, yeah, this reminds me a lot about no, speed I, racer. I, 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 the movie. At, I mean, I looked at this book as a combination of speed racer, the movie, which y'all could hate on as much as you want, but it was, uh, it, it was fantastic. But speed it's no racer the, that a lot of us love. Speed this. racer, the movie plus. Luther Strode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the mm-hmm. way. It, I mean, I guess you got to say plus Ghost Rider because, you know, that's the name of the book. But um, mm-hmm. it was just, it was fast, it was mean, and it was beautiful. Yeah. And that's what, and, and fun. And yeah. That's, oh, yeah. that's what I really liked about it. And being set in the East Los, like you're talking about, um, mm-hmm. I, I really like that because um, that was always kind of one of the things that, one of the things that really bugged me. And people would say, oh, historically, oh, there's this, this, this. But it's kind of hard to say that major character-wise, mm-hmm. there was really a lot of representation, especially from Marvel on the West Coast. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah. There's people like, oh, no, well, there's, you know, uh, what, what do we say? Like, like know, West Coast Avengers. West Coast but that Avengers. was always like kind of a punchline. That was kind of a it joke. Was, exactly. It was like the B team. Yeah. It exactly. was like the C team, to be honest. <laughs> That's true. But, but what's cool about this is we already have the Punisher out in LA mm-hmm. we have uh, Daredevil just went to San Francisco mm. um, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well he d- towards the west west coast uh, west coast <laughs> um, you also that have that was a pun <laughs> oh I see what you did there yeah, 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 yeah. that was good um, and more then, coffee uh, <laughs> sorry um, I'm trying to focus on not dying right now <laughs> why then you can become Ghost Rider oh that's so true and then <laughs> I think he has to be killed to I'll possess one writer. of the yeah, mics he's killed by consumption <laughs> um, yeah. and then um, Ghost Potter <laughs> Ghost Potter God um, and then uh, who else you, you also have I think uh, X-Men I think or There's some no, there um, we talk about Hawkeye too oh yeah well, the, what's her Lady, name? Lady Hawkeye Lady Hawkeye's yeah, Lady on Hawkeye. the West Coast right yep. now so you got Kick, all these Marvel characters migrating west. You gotta feel like it's just a matter of time. I feel like something. Goes I feel out. like this is a this is a book that definitely contributes to that. Um, I think Marvel is yeah. really trying to branch everybody out because it is becoming very like New York centric. Right, it and was it, for a long time, yeah. and yeah. and I think they're really kind of now now with the. I mean, this goes into like every back matter conversation we've had so far, but the whole like movie verse opening people up to mm-hmm. comics and mm-hmm. superheroes more. Um, I think they're going, okay, <coughs> people are starting to catch on that New York is like this big deal. Maybe we should start spreading the spreading yeah, the gotcha. wealth a little bit. Yeah. And I think this is one of those books that they're kind of play testing, as it were, yeah. um, to kind of see if they can do a major Marvel something in, in the West Coast city. Sure. Now, be- before we get into talking more about the actual book and, and the story and yeah. the, the art and stuff, I just got to comment on because this is the stuff that got me like really giddy, and it is all the little Easter eggs that um, Trad Moore puts in there. Um, for example, in the. Are you talking in, about the, the, the shop? No, not even the shop. Well, I mean, in the shop, there's some stuff, but in um, page three, I think it is, um, when he's 
going to pick up his little brother, and his brother has the comic books. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you guys look closely at those comic books that he had? No? In the first issue? Yeah, yeah. No, what did it say? Um, so there's some comic books there, and one of them is called uh, Phantom Laser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's kind of cool. It's like the Phantom Stranger. Yeah. Um, one of the other books, which is awesome, like when the dude's getting punched out, it says... Uh, Grouper Toad. Uh huh. So it's like Luther Strode. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. And um, I forgot what the other one was. But, Looks like a uh, dinosaur. The other one has a dinosaur on it. Like a dinosaur wearing a diaper or something. It was, it was pretty weird. It's not Dr. Um, dinosaur. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> dinosaur. No. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really cool because I'm like, oh, there's a little nod at his own work in the past, Grouper, Grouper Toad, but also maybe some of the books he's kind of read in the past, which in Luther Strode, he had that. He had like the X-Men books and like yeah. the posters yeah, in the background and stuff. That. And right off the bat, let's, let's get this out of the way. No motorcycle. Okay. No, yeah, right. No, but, that, what I love that though. Dodge I think you're gonna talk about this. Well, I think you're gonna talk about what's in the shop, right? Oh yeah. When they're in the shop, there's the Dodge. That was is a Dodge Charger. Is that what it looks like? I think it's what it looks like. It looks like, it like a car. Like a it's a muscle car, or some sort yeah. of charger. But or next like that. to it, in the little bay next to it, is yeah. a black motorcycle. Exactly. Which, yeah. which, uh, which, if I, if if I didn't see the cover and know he's driving a car, I, I had no idea. I'd be like, oh, he's gonna go on that motorcycle. Oh, yeah. But I mean, that's why like a lot of people are, are. There's a lot of people who are upset. They're like, you know, Ghost Rider's motorcycle. It's not a car. He's driving a car now whatever but then like i'm like dude it like the first one of the first panels there is a motorcycle there yeah it's gonna happen it's gonna happen <laughs> you well, think they're gonna yeah. ditch the car no i don't i don't think it's I, well i don't, I don't think so i don't, I don't know, think they're dude. gonna ditch the car but just much like i tell anybody and the same I feel thing, the motorcycle will play a larger part in the story overall than just being something in one of the first panels in the garage Okay, I think this, At some point. this book this book does a lot of new things like <coughs> adding the car instead of the motorcycle. Also, adding his um uh his brother, yeah, his who brother. is uh, uh disabled. He is disabled. He's part disabled. of the disabled yes. person's yes. Exactly. Yes. Um so I mean Which I thought was really endearing to be honest with you. And they, 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 were, and very, they, play they were very respectful they with play it. They play it super great. He's just this but, really nice kid, but, but he has to phrase things differently. Yeah. Like when the gunshots go mm-hmm. off and like more firecrackers. Yeah. Robbie's like, That's right, but we stay inside when we hear firecrackers, I mean, remember? Thing, and my heart my heart yeah. just broke oh, a little bit. I was so like, oh. See what I what I liked is you're right. They played it very uh, tastefully, very respectfully and stuff like that, but also very accurate. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. done a lot of work in the past with um, the disabled community through um, internships and stuff like that. And, you, you know, it, it's because I think one thing that happens a lot sometimes is people are like too like, oh, we can't say this or we can't, you know, write this or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like they wrote it in there because, you know, the way that he talks, the way he phrases things, like you said, that's what yeah. really hit the nail on the head where it's just like, oh, that was perfect. That was perfectly written. Um, but, yeah, it just what's cool about this is within like the first five six pages of this without him really saying anything mm-hmm. y- you know who robbie reyes is yeah you get like, a very yeah, clear idea of who he is and it's not <coughs> like uh it, it, he's he's a very interesting character he's like a hard-working guy he's trying to support his brother by himself uh he knows cars so he works at his shop um I mean, the first couple of pages, he beats up a bunch of thugs who are picking on his brother. And so, you know, you know, he's a good guy. Um, you even see this this thing right here where uh, he's got his brother on his back because they, they broke his or they stole his wheelchair. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then while well, the wheelchair and just took it. Yeah. And so he's saying, what is he saying? You're so cool. You're my hero. And he's like, yeah, I showed them. And he's got like tears in his eyes. 
like as he's yeah. bleeding. I, that it's just that like honestly got oh, me it wow. me up a little bit. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I, I never thought the Ghost Rider right. would ever make me feel emotions. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I I don't mean to jump through too far in the book, but no, the, at the end of the jump. first issue, like the the last page. Just how awesome are those top three panels on the last page of this book? Yes. Just look at it with like him getting into the car. It's all on fire. Oh, my God. And here, here's one of my favorite things about this book. It made me want to read the second. At first, I was like, Chewie, two issues, you're breaking the rules. By the end of this, I'm like, I cannot even imagine not having the second part of this because yeah. it, it almost feels like, I don't know if this is what you're going to say, but it almost feels like it should have just been one issue, but they just right. wanted yeah. to get the totally agree. more. But it feels like one issue. I, oh, I yeah. think, and, and that's one of the reasons that this book is so good, is the art. And and the art is really, really interesting. So yeah, I like the art a lot. Super bright colors. I mean, we, we looked at the line art and we were like, oh, the line art is so cool. Mm-hmm. But the colors bring everything to life. Like it's true. Contrast, like super bright colors. Yep. Um, but the other thing that really gets me is um, the anatomy, <coughs> like the action shots, like when he's punching or when somebody's flying through something like arms get really long. And like mm-hmm. joints get kind of muddled, oh, and yeah, like it's, it's really cartoony. It's, it's a lot of fun, but it's not. I think it's less cartoony and more. I, I don't want to like, use this I, word because it's a bad word, but artistic. Yeah, because well, cartoony, cartoony is yes, things are exaggerated or mm-hmm. blown out of proportion. But in this sense, they're distorted to show motion, yeah. to show uh, uh, time um, between motion, time. Yeah. and and to show um, uh, force. So, like, the fact that these these uh, illustrations are, are uh, drawn out, bent a little bit, things yeah. look a little wonky, but it adds and to it, what it's supposed to be showing in oh, the yeah. panel. And that's Trad Moore, dude. Any any of his stuff is like that. And even when you see the panel where um, where Robbie's little brother's eating breakfast and he's eating the, the cereal and his arm is super long as he's spooning cereal in, 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 into his mouth, I was like, because you just get the idea. He's just like, wah, 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 you know, yeah. which I'm like, that's like, me, it's me eating. <laughs> and I, I think that because um, you know that it's intentional because in all the standard shots where it's just like him in the car, him standing mm-hmm. around, he looks totally normal. Yeah. Only in these like action scenes or when things are supposed to be moving or um, or intense to to these like weird proportions show up. Yeah, the and art, it's really really kinetic. It, it has, gives yes. you a really good feel of motion whenever you're looking at anything. Yeah, and uh, it, it took me a while to figure out if you even liked it, but after I sat on it and I read it again. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Oh, yeah, I was sold immediately, especially the colors are fantastic. I want to talk about a couple of pages in the middle or towards the end of the first book. Um, <coughs> it's the one, the panel right after he realizes he's being chased by the cops, or the page right after he realizes he's being chased by the cops. Yeah. And it basically, the center, it's a center shot of, of him driving the car. So you see his face, you see his shoulders, gripping the steering wheel. Oh, this And then behind him, you see this. him sort of imagining everything that's going to happen if he gets yes, arrested. That, oh, dude, that took me right into... Yeah. I keep saying it, because if you go back and rewatch Speed Racer mm-hmm. you know, uh, on Blu-ray and then read this book, you're like, yeah. oh, dude. Because like, that's the sort of thing Speed Racer does, where exactly. it floats the head and yeah, the Exactly, I got the floating stuff. heads thing. And then and then the page right afterwards is really cool because it's him running from the cops. But the, the great thing is, is the center of it, there are these three green panels with the red lines on them that'll show mm-hmm. sort of where the car is driving. Mm-hmm. And it looks it looks almost like a like a GPS map or something like that. Yeah. Well, like but it's Tron. fantastic because it, it gives you the sense that like you can tell that he's just sort of racing trying to avoid them going like crazy and it's and it it it's awesome. It's you know it's it's a simple line and then it gets more complex and it even gets more complex. You can tell he's trying to escape and he just can't and then at the last panel he's stuck in that alley. I really like these four panels that uh show uh 
the first panel he's turning the wheel and the next panel is the car turning and then the next panel is him shifting gears and then the next panel shows the car like drifting Mm -hmm. like and so what you do is you get like an internal shot of what's supposed to be happening and an external shot of like the reaction to that internal shot and then internal and then external again and it gives you like sort of a a, i don't know a more complete picture but in like four tiny panels Mm -hmm. i don't know i I just really think that that's an interesting way yeah no this this book does comics really good (laughs) Yeah, it does comics good. I loved all the little (laughs) hints. Um, You know, I mean, like some people, I knew some people that were like, oh, so he gets shot up and then he just becomes Ghost Rider. Like all of a sudden he's Ghost Rider. There's no explanation. Then it just ends. And like, that was kind of dumb. That's also part of why I wanted to do the two of them. Because like you said, it flows together very well. Um, And uh, but looking back, it's like, you know, that the spirit of vengeance is in the car. You know, he didn't take the car because he was like, oh, I, I want to take the car and go do this. Something pulled him into taking the car. And if you go back to where he actually takes the car, you see that one panel where he puts on the helmet or and, and when he's driving in the reflection, the helmet has fired. But before that, when he's standing next to the car, there's uh, a silhouette of a person and red eyes in the reflection of the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when he's um, doing the race, there's this one little tiny, like thin panel with mm-hmm. a skull with like red eyes in it and stuff like that. So I thought that was really good. Tiny little touches here and there. Now, exactly. Could, I think we should touch on the second book also yeah, because yeah. that's when the plot kicks in. <coughs> oh, so man, apparently the action in, sequences in this. Oh, so good. Yeah. Unbelievable. So apparently when he steals the car, there's a bunch of <clears throat> drugs, quote unquote, in, in the trunk. And so when he gets cornered and shot down, it's supposed to be by police officers, but it's actually like paramilitary. Yeah, yeah paramilitary militia, militia yeah. guys. Um, and these drugs aren't normal drugs. They like jack you up and turn you into a Hulk person. So, yeah. Oh, which, which, by the way, leads to a, a, a nice come up. And it's like a lot later in this issue that I sort of enjoyed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Uh, so there's, are you talking about the, uh, the party? The roofies. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. God. That was oh. so funny. But you, you've been quiet, Ian. I want to hear some stuff here. I, I, I don't know what else to say. I, I could go... I mean, these guys are doing such a great job at describing everything that I feel. And I think... I, I just... I was really, really surprised because Ghost Rider's never really been a character that I've had any real interest in because I just kind of seem like okay it seems like it's it's very 90s comics very pandering to it's it's it look how awesome he's in leather and there's chains and fire and right. a skull that floats and this just takes it to a different a different plane I I it you you really care about the character and that's what really drew me in is you care about him and his life and his life is he's definitely not Nicolas Cage no he's right. definitely not like a stunt rider who's then this, he makes a deal with the devil and all that yeah, yeah. it just yeah this is and that's why it's, it's good I, I don't know what else to say because I, I, I don't really have a lot of like <coughs> you guys have said the same things I don't know I, I'm yeah. rambling here at this point well I think that, I think that what they've done and, and one of the things that sort of Marvel now has done really really successfully is and I don't I don't want to use the word rehabilitate but Reintroduce. Sort, of, sort of like take characters that exist in the Marvel universe and then give them to creative teams who are d- already doing really cool things like Felipe Smith uh, is actually a, he's he's done a lot of comics on his own and he he does character design the character design for the ninja turtles tv show mm-hmm. and then Tradmore, who's done all the stuff with luther shows and stuff like that they give the character to these guys and they're like here come up with something that's awesome and then if you read the the afterword of the first one and the editor is like okay here's the idea yeah he's he's got a car uh figure that out guys yeah and yeah. and so like just the the three of those guys working together 
and and it seems like and i'm sure marvel has oversight with it and stuff like that but it's it's basically like you know we don't like there's an established backstory for this character and there's a lot of continuity for this character but let's just do something exciting something new that people just jump in and it's great i think this is a really good um a really good way to illustrate the point of when you give a project to somebody who is passionate about it and you let artists be artists and you take away the middleman and the and the suits and that kind of thing and you just say do this thing that you want to do and do it because you love it this is what you get you get pure like unadulterated creativity and, and it feels and very much like an image book to be honest exactly oh, yeah. and i think going on that too i mean they were given the idea that he has a car and he's a teenager right those are the yeah, things they're given a- he's a teenager he has a car it also shows the creativity of writers being like, okay, I can work with that, as opposed yeah. to just being like, no, he's got to ride a motorcycle, and he's got to be yeah. 45 years old, and he's got to have a wife and two kids, and Nicholas that's what's going to happen. And the idea that they can take that idea and just be like, okay, let's roll with that. And they actually do a darn good job of like just making it interesting and intriguing and making people want to read it. Dude, but um, I one of the things I really enjoyed about the second book in particular, and you see a little bit in the first book, but the... the a surprising amount of character development in the background characters, mm-hmm. in the side characters, and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, like, you might say, oh, no, there are one note things, but like, I, I, the scene where he's sitting in class. Yeah, that was me sitting in some of my classes in high school. Like I went oh, yeah. to one of those types of schools, you know, um, the the house party with the way that everyone spoke and stuff like that. The t- not even the words they would use, but like uh, how they would structure their sentences as as a Latino. Yeah, I was going to ask you: Do you feel like it accurately represents portions of the? I mean, like, <laughs> I don't mean you that in a funny speaking way. as that, all Latinos. Well, this is becoming a very saying, different podcast. In real your fast. in your opinion. Do you feel not, it's pandering, or do you feel like it's... No, it's not pandering. Okay. Uh, in, in, I can't say, like, oh, it represents, because then it's like, oh, by that means we all like to kick kids out of wheelchairs. No, and no, no, no. Like, I, use I, the I, word I, portion of. I, I'm just saying, like, do, do, in your, in your <coughs> like, you say that you've seen these things before, though. What I'm, sa- what I'm saying is yeah. um, the, the sentence structures that he would use, not just, you know, it, anyone could write a thing and then be like, throw the word essay in there and put yeah. them in a flannel, you know, but like some of the words, the types of jokes, the, 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 the subject of jokes also like, you know, it, it just, I, it's, I don't know how to explain it, but I'm like, I knew that guy. I knew that guy. I knew that guy. Yeah. You know, so I thought that was um, really awesome. But um, like you said, it, it really pushes the plot forward because it's like, okay, cool. You, there's these drugs. Oh, wait a minute. It makes you Hulk out. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't know, dude. I, I love this book. I think it'd be really cool if like the thing, I, it was actually like a Hulk reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like somewhere well, in I, this. I thought it was interesting. I didn't, like, I didn't recognize that character the doctor what was his name doctor yeah. something yeah doctor something russian but then and then they called him um and then they called him mr, mr. hyde, hyde. dr mm-hmm. zabo yeah. mm-hmm. and they called him mr hyde i don't know the story of, of i don't know any well, previous ghostwriter continuity yeah, yeah, i wonder we'll if he's a new character out. if i want to yeah. Yeah. We'll do a little bit of research so chewy where can people find this book obviously i mean it's a marvel book so i'd imagine yeah. pretty easily <laughs> Well, yeah, and because it's new, um, you find it on the the racks and the shelves at your local brick and mortar store. Um, issue three should be out about the time you're hearing this. Ooh. So um, you're right, you're right in the thick of it. You know, to just get started in a whole new series, um, you can find it digitally probably as well. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah, for sure, very very easily. So uh, pick it up, man. It's it's a great read. I don't know that combo. You know, uh, Smith and uh, Tradmore, just they make it they make it flow so well. 
Yeah. yeah. And for those of you who are just like, you know, I want Ghost Rider on a motorcycle, <coughs> give this one a try for now, because more than likely that Ghost Rider will come back. You know that Marvel is going to be like, all right, look, there's, yeah, I can already see the cover right now with, with somebody on a motorcycle and then this kid in the car, like together. Yeah. You know that's going to happen. And then another point. one on a horse. Yep. Yeah. They keep doing that. Yep. So uh, moving away from uh, Ghost Rider and moving on to Alan's book this week. Alan, but still with yes, ghosts. But still with ghosts. You're oh, right. Yeah. Still Al- with ghosts. Uh, Alan, what did you bring for us? From Ghost Rider to writing with ghosts. So here, I I was really trying to figure out how to bring you guys into my childhood, which was manga. Like <laughs> I was trying to figure out. We 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 did Nausicaa, but I feel like Nausicaa is really highbrow. Um, so yeah. I wanted to bring you guys down a level. Um, <laughs> I wanted you guys to come roll around in the filth with <laughs> Bleach is something that's been going on for years now. It's like chapter eight hundred something. I'm sure. Sure. Um, and it's uh, it's a really really popular. The top three mangas for a long time were uh, uh, One Piece, Naruto, and uh, and Bleach. And so, Bleach was something that got me like really really you know soaked in. So I wanted to bring it and see what you guys thought. Basically, it's a kid who sees ghosts. Did you just say soaked in as we talk about Bleach? Uh, <laughs> comics. Anyway. As you are. Uh, <laughs> um. So. Uh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> so yeah it's about a kid who could see ghosts and then he ends up seeing this thing uh, uh, this w- person wanders into his room and she's a Shinigami which is a, uh, a soul reaper in the English translations but this oh, fair warning this is a fan translation comic which is the way that I read it originally translated by fans as it uh. came out I, I know Ryan has things to say but <laughs> I just that wanted aside. The, yeah. w- the reason I don't think it's a big deal is because you could translate it like eight different ways and have it say generally the same thing. Yeah. So as long as you guys got the gist of it, that's all I care about. Um, and the art is going to be the same, mm-hmm. which I think is very important, especially mm-hmm. with this. So um, I'll be honest. It was different um, reading a book because this reads um, uh Oh, the yeah, opposite of how, of how English books do. forgot to tell you about that. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. no, 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 I, I got it. And honestly, I mean, it, it reads... Basically, if I just say, okay, flip how you normally would read a book and do it that way, it, it worked out fine. Right to left. Uh, to yeah. But you yes. read right to left. left yeah, to right bottom. to left, um, which is interesting. Um, so, but I will be honest, the first part of this book, it drug on for a while for me, man. It just, yes. I, and, but, but and then I remembered, I remember we talked about King City because I was like, mm-hmm. who are all these people? I don't know any <laughs> of this backstory. And then I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute now, Ian. You're thinking about Western comics. Yep. It's not Western comics. Remember, they throw you in the middle of it. I go, okay, okay. And once, but once she shows up in his room, that's when I became like super interested. I'm like, okay, I yeah. see where this is going. Um, I, I mean, I, I didn't have a problem with it before then, but it was wasn't it wasn't really grabbing me. Right. Um, but once she shows up in his room and they start and they start fighting and things happen, that's when the story really grabbed yeah, me. Yeah, the story, the beginning of the story, the first, like, I don't know, dozen pages of the show, was just silly. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and, and I mean, I, I've seen, I've read some manga, or manga, I've seen lots of anime, and, and yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, it seems yeah. like it fits, and, and that all the jokes about the family life, and the dad's like, you've disgraced me for the last time, like, <laughs> by being late for dinner, like, you guys aren't e- even eating. Like, yeah, drop kicks on the <laughs> spine. Yeah. What grown teenage boy has a curfew of 7 p.m.? Yeah. <coughs> um, um, so it's very silly. For me, I feel like I was a little lost because I feel like there's a lot of humor in it that wasn't uh, just like, oh, well, it's different words or different types of jokes. But uh, you have to be rooted in a different culture or be very familiar with that culture in order to get some of the jokes. Because a lot yeah. of times it's like, ha you know, and I'm like, 
I mean, was that supposed to be funny for me or is that just like that guy's crazy so he's laughing at something? And I felt like, okay, I'm obviously not understanding why this is funny yes. in in context, but I understand it's supposed to be funny. You know, not to say it's not funny. I'm just like, you know, oh, okay, if we, you know, for someone that knows nothing about Soviet Russia, <laughs> you know, a Yakov Smirnoff, uh, you know, show would be like, okay, so do they really have cars that drive you in Russia? <laughs> I think that's a really good point. And uh, yes, it, it's very true. You do have to kind of have some uh, knowledge of Japanese culture, at least just by reading enough manga to pick up. Because manga actually has yeah. like reoccurring themes, especially stuff mm-hmm. like Shonen Jump, which is um, uh, directed specifically towards, you know, adolescents and, and teenagers and young yeah. adults. Um, so you see recurring themes and recurring jokes and stuff like that. So the more you read it, the more you recognize it. Like, oh, that is funny because this, this, and this. So, yeah, no, that, that's not you. That's just, it's yeah, Japanese. And, and I, I got I got around to reading Scott McCloud's Understanding Comics. Mm-hmm. And he does a really good job of breaking down manga. Exactly. In there, he talks about, you know, um, some of the differences between Western comics and Japanese comics in particular. So all of that, like, as I'm reading this and whenever I'm like, I don't really get it. Just in my mind, I hear, like, remember, remember, remember. I just, like, yeah. hear, like, quotes. <laughs> Is it, like, Spock? Like, well, yeah. Can you give us a couple of those? Like, what are um, a couple of things that you thought of? Well, he talks about, like, the intricateness of, of the actual art mm-hmm. and, and so forth with that. So in the pages where I'm like... Man, there's like so much going on here, um, you know, and I couldn't pick anything out. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, you know, it's supposed to be overloaded like that. You know, you have to fill in the color yourself. Yep. Yeah. Um, the the flow of it as well, you know, again, breaking up the panels without necessarily having to have gutters there to yeah. break mm-hmm. up the panels. Um, you know, having it be more as the the art of a story. I mean, not to say that Western comics don't have art in their story, but it, it's I don't know how to really explain it. Um, you know, off the top of my head, these specific points, but it was just one of those things where you're, you know, kind of calling back to being like, okay, it's gonna be different. There are certain elements, mm-hmm. you know, that are reoccurring themes. The in way these books. I think the point he makes in in understanding comics is that. Um, there's a couple different ways like this particular kind of manga is directed towards boys everything yeah. is external like everything that is happening is happening to the main character so like there's lots of action and there's lots of people talking to them etc cetera, etc cetera. there's also manga directed towards girls for example but everything's internal more internal monologue more uh relationships with characters that mm-hmm. are like internalized etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, also one thing he brings up is the way that uh establishing shots are done mm-hmm. so like in the beginning instead of giving you like one big blown out like you know you're you're way back looking at the establishing shot it gives you pictures of things yeah like a light post here and like the the broken vase over here and then mm-hmm. like there and then your brain <coughs> has to take all of those panels and put them together to like, form a mental image of the area like that you're the first in. pages of king city yeah exactly in a very similar way right so um what do you guys think so once I, 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 I totally get Ian what you were saying about mm-hmm. it being slow at first, and that's mm-hmm. getting exposition out of the way. You meet the family, you get yeah. an idea for the mm-hmm. character. Correct. Some of it's supposed to be silly and make you laugh a little right, bit, right, right, right. but then when Rukia shows up, oh yeah, and yeah. then stuff gets real. Oh yeah, it got, it, I was I was pretty sucked in pretty quickly once the the Shinigami shows up. Yeah, yeah. I was, I'd, and it was funny because like I sort of got the idea like the the ghost thing took a while to sort of like get to me, and I was like, okay, ghosts, whatever, and I guess he's. You know, like a Ghostbuster, he goes around <laughs> and, and sort of helps them pass on or whatever. He's like Haley Joel Osment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just like that. It's, it's like Bruce Willis. Um, 
but then but then like halfway through it just kept i don't know it was and i I feel like maybe i've read or seen too much of this kind of thing where it's like Mm. oh he's of course he's got some strange power that no one's ever had before and he's more powerful than you know he's ten thousand power (laughs) so power wow (laughs) such power Uh, (laughs) but it was but it was still really exciting like i still Mm. wanted to see what happened especially i really like that monster thing that they fight was crazy looking oh, how it was awesome. awesome it was how really cool really was cool thing? looking I'll, I'll, yeah. the really cool thing about the hollows see. is the cool thing about the hollows is they change like every hollow is different <laughs> awesome. so cool. each one has its own traits and its own like look i'll yeah. be honest i i that wasn't my favorite part my favorite part believe it or not was the exposition tea break that happened in the middle <laughs> with of the, the drawings where, with the drawings where she's <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah well yeah, yeah. you see and he's like he's like that's your spirits you know and then yeah. she has the drawings and then she puts the mustache right. in his face but what i love <laughs> about this book i don't know why is um some of the explanations and the notes yes. that get put in mm-hmm. like later you see his face has black smudges on it and there's a black smudge on the on the ground and there's a little arrow just pointing to it that says uh, wiping mustache off on floor. Yeah, and then uh, another one too, where like there's um, a note on a table where he flips a table that doesn't exist for no reason. It says <laughs> um, "warning only to be used for this joke" yeah. or something like that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so there's lots of cool little random notes in there that I thought was pretty cool. I mean, the action sequence was, you know, it's an action sequence right. with like a demon or whatever, yeah. which was pretty rad. But I I liked that type of humor stuff. In no, there. I like I like that it 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 changes tone that easily like it can yeah. it, it's like dark and then lighthearted like and it goes jumps between the two back and forth I, I could see how someone could feel that would be inconsistent yeah but I, I think it just makes it more exciting for me because it's like it would be I don't I wouldn't have as much fun with it if it was just dark and breeding the whole time right you know right. and it would and you would never feel the sense of like peril or the sense of like that anything matters if it was just like ah ha ha I'm fighting this guy oh I won you know whatever right like, it, 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 it does a good job kind of balancing both but not um, but still having a good time with it. Mm-hmm. And this does what we remember uh, when we talked about King City and I, and I talked about throwing people into the, into the yeah, mix, right? It, does. Um, it takes each go, the main character and it throw it. He's, sub- he's, he's not normal. Obviously he sees ghosts, mm-hmm. but you know, yeah. he's got a normal routine. Mm-hmm. It'll, it takes him and then it throws him into another universe and he's the one playing catch up with everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of like King city where uh, the main character comes back and he has to catch up with everything. Yeah. So right. you're learning along with him. That's why Rukia goes through the drawings and they have the little yeah. tea party and then things get explained as you go along. Yeah, Which, which I actually really liked. That was, a, I, I agree with you too. Mm-hmm. I love, I love a little bit. I love how it was cute to lead it. Cause they could have very easily done like, look at these like regular people. And then there's this big, scary, monster and instead they chose to reveal that big scary looking monster when it was right to reveal that big yeah, scary that looking awesome. monster yeah, as opposed to showing you already out. what they look like yeah um i, I want to say something about the action sequence like yes. kind of looking over it again what i'm finding interesting about it is you don't see any of the action you see the stuff that leads into the action or is a re- direct result of the action you see him right. running up to the hollow uh you see the hollow standing there roaring you see him being you, you see him flying backwards through the air after yeah. getting hit by the hollow mm-hmm. but you don't see him hit the hollow or the hollow hit him and I, the way i'm trying to piece this together in my brain is for lack of better words it, it's eastern you know comics mm-hmm. yeah. are the opposite of what western comics are yeah here you want you know the you, you want that punch to connect yeah you know you want that pow moment and stuff like that and that's really all you see you see the pow the pow the pow you know stuff like that where here you see the lead up and then you see someone lying on the ground so you're left to fill in you know the yeah. blanks it's yes. almost like the way i'm looking at this is like 
it's the snapshots that your mind makes, like the moments that you're like, I feel like you're just switching between different characters. So when you see, when you see him flying backwards after getting hit, you're not looking at it from his point of view. Obviously, you're right. not looking at it from the Hollow's point of view. You're looking at it from her point of view. Right. Like that's something that would stick out. That's a moment that would stand still in time for her. When you see, you know, the Hollow kind of like raise his arm up like that, and mm-hmm. you're seeing behind him. Obviously, you see him in the shot, but I feel like that's that moment of like that frozen terror that yeah, he's experiencing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one part that kind of breaks that rule is at the very end, which is essentially like the killing blow. But yes. I think that's necessary to to let us know. But I think yeah, that yeah. the fact that they don't show little the little moments like that where they're just like fighting yeah. in between makes that all the more powerful. It makes it such a powerful, awesome. I mean, it looks cool to begin with, it, but it's such a powerful, awesome image, and it just it yeah. just basically shows you fight over done. It, it's yeah. it's kind of mm-hmm. like that whole you know the silence it's the notes you don't play yeah or it's the brush strokes that you don't make that's what happens in between the panels exactly it's the gutters thank you scott which leads me (laughs) to my next question is uh this was these were a lot of pages but Mm -hmm. they're not like full exposition pages like in western comics so i was afraid to bring this because i'm like i can't bring a portion of it you're gonna tune out it would be basically just the exposition yeah Yeah. when i read when i went to back and went back and reread it it flowed for me really quickly. Did oh, yeah. that happen for you guys? Did it seem like a long read for you guys? It did first um, because of the uh, expeditions. There's a lot of dialogue at the beginning, but once it got going, I was like, wow, that, that went a lot faster than I thought. It read, honestly, I thought it would take me double as long to read this because it was longer, but it, it didn't. It, it took me about the same time as reading a normal comic. Yeah, that's yeah, what I felt. It was a page too. turn. I was just flip, flip, flip. Like, mm-hmm. oh, what's yep. going to happen? What's going to happen? You know, it, it was, it goes really quickly. Yep. And did you guys, because um, I know I kind of had a fist bump moment there on that last page when it like breaks down his name again. It mm. says high school student colon Shinigami when like, he gets the yeah, powers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm, so like, okay, I'm like, I'm like, I'm interested to see what happens. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this was early 2000s when this came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have so ate this up back then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let me put it this way. Um, I got translations from a friend on a disc, on a CD. Wow. And it had uh, uh, like 200 chapters. It took mm. me a week. And I went through wow. like one to two hundred. Wow. And each chapter is as long as this is not, if not longer. Wow. And I was just like, boom, 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 boom. It just, it sucks you in like ridiculously. So. And, and now you can How'd just your get homework it from, the, from the, biz, the Viz Manga app. For sure. Yes. Yeah. I did not know that. How, so. how did your homework go when you were? I this? think it was during summer because I remember, okay. <laughs> I remember going to basketball practice like in between. So I would I wake up in the morning, I'd read Bleach, grounded. go play basketball, come back and read more Bleach. Wow. That would be like all I did that day. So has this been, um, has this been um, not converted, I that's not the right word, but has this been adapted, um, adapted for other mediums yet? Oh, it's like been anim- an anime for anime yeah years. For a long time? It's been I anime so. for years. It has several. So the way that um an, uh, adapted seen anime works cosplay as this character. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah it, it's been like I said, top three for a number of years. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but usually the way the adapted anime works is they'll do a series which basically just follows the manga. If you know you have, sometimes they don't always do it, but generally it will follow the manga. Uh, and then they do movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so a long hour and a half, two hour, uh, you know, uh, features. And so this has. Years upon the uh, like, oh god, I don't even know what season they're on anymore. Um, and then on top of that, like five, six, seven movies on top oh, of wow. that. Okay. So, yeah, and those are all separate from the manga, those are like little individual filler type deals. So, this has been around a long time, it's very, very popular. Um, it really, really introduced me into sequential art mm-hmm. in like high school, middle school type deal. So, yeah. I just like, like I said, it's a little 
in my opinion, it's a little more lowbrow because it does have a lot of the same, like, he's the chosen one, you know, and he's got yeah. these special powers. But, I mean, you kind of just go, okay, fine, and you go along with the ride. <laughs> the cool thing is, because of that, the uh, uh, Kubo, uh, the, the the artist and the writer, he... The mangaka? Yeah. Mangaka. Uh, uh, I think it's mangaka. And um, he, he takes that, and then he runs with it for all the antagonists. So all the antagonists are even crazier. So oh, you start gotcha. talking about like buildings being destroyed and like uh, you know people getting like just totally eviscerated and <laughs> but nobody dies. Of course, true. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those. Um, so yeah. Uh, so you can get this uh, if you go to uh, if you search on the app store for Viz V I Z manga. The there is an app that you can download for your Android or iOS device. Uh, and then this this chapter is actually free on that. So if really you want to cool. read it, you can read it for free. Yeah, you, you do have a lot of catching up to do, but if you like it, I promise it'll it'll fly right by. So moving away from manga and back to good old American punchy, shooty gun superhero books. Actually, there's no guns in this book, but uh, it's time for my book. It's my turn. Um, and this, Ian, what did you bring? This time I brought uh, Green Arrow number one. Uh, this is the 2001 to 2007 run of Green Arrow, uh, written by Kevin Smith of Clerks. Yeah, we, 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 we love you, Kev. At least I do. Um, and uh, uh, penciled by Phil Hester. I like you. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm glad your respect for you. <laughs> <laughs> so um anyway kev so uh we <laughs> i'm assuming he's listening now um so we read uh green arrow kev, issue riddle one. me this kev <laughs> so kev what do you think so that's a great take, point take anyway. what's the synopsis here? so green arrow this uh is really this is a issue after reading it again that is all about introduction and a catch-up for all the different characters mm. of the green arrow um green arrow family aka um, exposition yeah it's a yeah. lot of that it is a lot of exposition i will give you that i would um, argue that it's all exposition yeah well except for the last little few panels we'll talk about that yeah, all yes it, it's yeah. all exposition but it gives you i think it gives you an idea um of the different characters that you're going to be encountering throughout this run uh of, of green arrow you have you you get introduced to uh you get introduced to well i don't know if he's referring to himself as speedy here uh, but speedy um, you get introduced to the black canary you get introduced to connor hawk who's the current green arrow there's a batman and superman dialogue so you kind of get a lot of backstory on who is that okay i was really confused i was like okay it was it's green arrow mm-hmm. this is the green arrow book and they're saying green arrow's not around but so he's this talking is about oliver queen but he like he looks like green arrow and you got me all excited so so you got me all excited because on the very first page it's green lantern green arrow i'm like there's gonna be some green lantern in this no. and then no he didn't even just green arrow no um, and there's long-haired Superman. That is true, um, but um, yeah, Connor Hawk is everyone's this. favorite Superman. <laughs> so Connor Hawk, though, no, to give you a brief backstory on who he is, he's uh, the son of Oliver Queen, the illegitimate. So Connor Hawk son of is Queen. Connor Hawk is who we see. Is the one that we see as Green Arrow is the one that we see as Green Arrow, not the well, the one that we see when he's in the monastery and all that. That's that. No, that's Speedy. Yeah. So we meet a couple different characters. Well, I'll go so through. The, I'll go the, through them in order, the and then we'll talk arrow, about the, the green arrow that's on this page with the big boxing glove. That that's is Oliver Queen. Okay, it's a flash. A yeah, flashback. it's a flashback. It's a, there's a lot yeah. of flashbacks and kind of. It's almost. <coughs> it's almost to me seems like a, a, a eulogy of some sort for Oliver mm-hmm. Queen, because um, there's a lot of people saying like, "I remember this about you," or "I'm thinking about different memories." It's almost so like. Is he like dead? Yes, he is dead. Well, um, I think somebody says it at some point, like he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, I, I assume that he was. Uh, presumed dead. He was on a plane that exploded because he was disarming a bomb. His arm got caught and Superman was going to save him. He's like, no, just get out of here. Get rid of here. And then 
Why would you want Superman to save you? It's not like the bomb's going to hurt him. No, Superman, no, he was stuck in the bomb. And so Superman was going to have to try to get him out and thus detonate the bomb and kill them both, from what I understand. But it's Superman. Yeah. So Oliver Queen is dead at the, <laughs> the opening of this. That's the important thing, you know. Just Oliver Queen right is over that dead. One. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, so, but enough about me jabbering about it, because this was my, the reason I picked this book is, well, first of all, I, I think it's no secret on this podcast that I, I absolutely love Kevin Smith, but this was my first introduction to Green Arrow. I had no really interest in reading it, and then I'm like, oh, Kevin Smith. Okay, I like Kevin Smith, and I want to read this, and you know, let's see what, what's happening here. So, And this really is the run. Maybe not this issue specifically, but this run is really what made me fall in love with the character of the Green Arrow. But um, enough about me jabbering about it. What do you guys think? It was a lot of exposition and not mm. a lot of answers, okay. to be honest. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just figured out right now that Connor Hawk and... I mean, I, I got Speedy, right? I... I they had the reference to the to the heroin yeah. addict Speedy from mm-hmm. the seventies, so I yeah. got that one. Right? Yeah, no, I and got that. I got Black Canary. Yes, you know, she wears a wig. Okay, got, that's that was the wig. I didn't get because yeah, I didn't know I was Black like, Canary wore the wig. She had hair. Was that also Black Canary, or is that like her friend? Well, or? and I'm pretty sure, right? I'm pretty sure that that's Black Canary. Yes, Black it Canary is Black wears, Canary. Wears a blonde wig. Okay, all right. Um, so the uh, in the panel with the Green Arrow and then Kyle Rayner, that is Connor Hawk. Uh, correct. Yeah, that's uh, okay. That was that was where I was confused when the guy was in the monastery and he's talking about him being Green Arrow, but then he's talking about Oliver Queen. I don't. The one where, I don't follow Green Arrow that hard, so I guess I didn't. I didn't catch that. The one where he's like with some brown-haired woman and black canaries in the background. That's Oliver Queen, though, right? Uh, like well, where it looks like she's kind of catching him cheating or something. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, based on with the ba- big red feather in his head. Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, they, and they mentioned it very briefly here in the dialogue about, um, this is really a book that I think is dialogue <laughs> heavy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's yeah, Kevin Smith. Sure. He loves to write. Um, but I think the, yeah, the part that really clued me on the whole Connor Hawk thing when I first read it was, but mostly because he's in a, he's a, he's a monk in a monastery and it says, but mostly I humbly pray for another father, father, my own. I'm like, oh, yeah. and then you see he's the one who's weeping over the grave in the beginning. So you're like, okay, I'm putting uh, that I together. Yes. I did, That's I, his. The thing is, father. I didn't know that Connor Hawk was his son. So well, there you go. <laughs> well, and then, but Speedy also calls him. Thanks. He says, thanks, dad, to him earlier. Right. And so I thought Connor Hawk and Speedy were the same person. No. Different okay. People. Different people. Oops. Um, that's okay. Hey, so, well, give me more things. Tell me what else you guys thought about it. Like, didn't like, whatever it may be. I, I mean, think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I like the. Um, like it seemed very a very sort of internal book, but it had sort of references to what I'm assuming was sort of the the world at large in DC at the time. Mm-hmm. Like the the you know the the comment the conversation between Batman and Superman at the beginning <coughs> of the episode was was mm-hmm. sort of was sort of entertaining. Yeah, or the episode. Um, <laughs> it's okay. It's, it is. It's, it's kind of cinematic. It's episodic. Yeah. It seems. It seems like it's. Um, you know, like you can sort of imagine the narration, and then we're flashing back at the same time. Um, I mean, it, it was good sort of establishing the connection of all of these people to Oliver Queen. Um, and so and so I liked that. But it, it feels like one of those, it, it feels it feels kind of like a, like a DC book where it's like, oh, I'm jumping in, but man, I feel like I've missed, like, I feel like I read, need to read like 100 comics to get to this point to where I understand what's going on with everybody. And I think- Which is, is cool because there's years and years of backstory and that's yeah. really neat. Um, but at the same time, I, I, you know, I didn't have that. And so I didn't, I didn't even consult Wikipedia on this. And so that's why I've got so many questions about it. This is uh, a really good uh, portrayal of why people don't get into comics because uh, there, there's times when there'll be a run going on and you get thrown into it. And it's like, 
okay, wait, do I have to go back and read 50 years worth of continuity? But that being said, uh, there is something really cool about a book respecting continuity. It's true. Um, and, and, it's, and it's just not becoming a lot of things part. have the amount of continuity that mm-hmm. comics do. Yes. And it's really, it's really cool to be able to tap into that. Right. Exactly. And uh, it, it yeah. is really cool once you know what's going on, but mm-hmm. it's really intimidating and daunting. That's this true. book I think would be a really, you don't tell somebody to jump on with this book. I don't think not into the, not into the DC universe anyway. Sure. I, I feel, um, oh, go ahead. I'm done. Uh, I, I feel like what I would really, I, to be honest, I think this first issue does, a really good job at re at, at, at telling you this is what's happened and these are the people you're going to be working with. Mm-hmm. It does a good job of like setting the stage of like exactly. here's where we are right now. It's kind of like I, I don't I don't know all the technical terms. I know you have some uh, Ian some stage background and stuff like that. It's kind of like when you go to certain plays or musicals and someone kind of comes out on stage. You're thinking of like Shakespearean plays where they <laughs> exactly. have the, Two the gentlemen person. from Verona. <laughs> yeah, where, yeah, where it starts off mm-hmm. where they kind of give you a, they lay the scene out. I yeah, agree. Yeah. So I, I feel like this is that. Mm-hmm. And um, the very last panel, the splash page mm-hmm. is, uh, is the curtains opening. And I think in that sense it does a very good job. What I would have loved is like like t- at, at, at least 10 more pages in this book in yeah. this in this issue mm-hmm. to take everything and I'm not saying cut things out of here like just th- give me some more of it a mm-hmm. little bit like uh just whatever you have there for each little kind of character that we're going to be with give me like one more page with them mm-hmm. to kind of just uh cuz I feel like probably what it was was you know this is all the information that we need to get out and I need this many pages to do it. And maybe someone else was like, well, no, you only have this many pages. Uh, but I kind of really need like 10 more pages. Well, you're only getting this many pages. I, and I, there's only so much you can do, I think, when you have you know, something like that. Because you could start kind of plucking and trimming away at it, but then you could lose substance. So I think for the amount of information we get, it's done in the best way possible with as many pages as we've got. But I think this, this book could have... Um, really benefited from like 10 more pages. I think awesome. that um, that's a good point, but I also think that with what they've done here, a lot of this information <laughs> didn't need to be said right now. They could have started up the story and then given it to you piece by piece by piece, like mm-hmm. with what Ghost Rider did, for example. Um, I think that it did a good job of showing you, like, here's a story, oh, and then pepper in some backstory here, pepper in some plot here, throw in a relationship there, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this it got it all out of the way. So now going forward, it's all going to be business, but I, I don't know. It felt not dry, but confusing, which is obviously well, I sure. mean, I, all I, a little I, bit. I confused. It's very indicative though of the time you said is what early 2000, 2001, 2001. Yeah. And it's, it's like DC was like, Hey, get us going on a new green arrow. Yeah. But don't have it be a new green arrow. You know, it, it's well, almost like they wanted him to reboot it without rebooting it. Kevin, well, I, from what I understand, because Kevin Smith's told the story multiple times. I haven't heard the story, so tell He basically was touring the DC offices when he was, because he was commissioned to work on Superman, uh, was called Superman Reborn at the time, or Superman Lives, uh, which was going to be the Tim Burton Superman project that eventually mm. came around to being Superman Returns. Um, was that the one that was going to have Nick Cage uh, as Superman? This is the one that was going to have Nick Cage as oh, Superman God. and have <laughs> Superman fighting a giant spider in the third act. 
I'm just um, gonna say this, Kev. I love you, and I, and I always want you to be successful. But I'm so glad that never. <laughs> I've read some of the scripts. Actually, not bad. But he was I, I'm sure the script was the script was fine. But <laughs> he was you know. he was touring the DC offices, and he pokes his head in. I, th- I don't remember who it was who he said, but he pokes his head inside of his offices. Hey. If you ever want to make Green Arrow a top book, I have a really great idea for you. And I think at the time, if I mean, I'm not 100% on this because I haven't gone and done my, my homework as much as I can, but I don't think Green, I don't think Oliver Queen was there for a long time. I think he'd been gone for a while. Mm-hmm. I think the idea of this, what it feels like to me is to say, this is who Oliver Queen is through the people who know him best, the people who remember him, who know him the best. Because guess what? You're going to get to know Oliver Queen really, really well coming up. And that's why, let's talk. You mentioned the last splash page. What oh, did you, yeah. that's what drew me into continuing. Because you're right. Dude. If I had just read this issue alone, <coughs> I would have been like, okay. If it didn't have that little, little cherry at the very end, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm intrigued. Tell pages. me more. Because, yeah, I, when I remember when I first read this, this one didn't really grab. I wish I could bring more issues. But the problem is, it, it's a big, long story they get into. Yeah. We get into a big arc here. I, I actually picked up at WonderCon a nice little set of the whole Kevin Smith run, which I was like stoked about. I was like, oh, I finally have it. And like, um, that that last page though, where Oliver Queen Green Arrow looks like a Norse god, like a homeless god. Dude, oh, he, he he's looks, the Norse god of homelessness. It's like if Thor was like an archer. That's that's what he looks like, and he's like huge. He's wearing one one converse on his left foot. I don't know if you guys caught that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I really like the arrow that he shoots earlier. Yeah, it's like 40. a bleach bottle, like yeah. tied to an arrow. And this and one has like face. a forty can on yeah. it and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, that was just like, oh man, I I gotta I gotta keep going on this with a page like that. It's good times. Yeah, it makes me want to figure out. It makes me want to find out what happened. It makes me want to find out. It definitely want, makes me want to read more now on. that the I feel like the exposition's out of the way. I'm like, okay, let's do this, and then yeah. I would, yeah, absolutely. There's, I, I, I would do this. I would challenge you to read because I'm now remembering the rest of this run as I'm looking at this. I, that that Superman scene in the very beginning is very, very important. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, because um, I remember what happens now. Because um, it's been a long time since I read the whole run, and I really want to go back and read it again. But that Superman scene, not this, the dialogue, and also what happens is very 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 important um but yeah no i i really liked the scene where it was um where's green Aaron speedy you know and he's trying to shoot the drop of water mm-hmm. you know and he's trying to teach him about patience mm-hmm. and stuff like that i, I really enjoy <laughs> i really liked uh that because i, I also started watching the show arrow Mm-hmm. You can judge me all you want, people. No, I love it. I don't uh, care. I love it's, abs. It's, it's a show. good show. I it's love a, sexy it's an entertaining Arrow so much. Show. I'm okay with watching. My favorite week. part is watching Arrow, like watching him do like the workout part while I'm like eating like a chili dog. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, I'm not queen doing. Do, do it. Do it for the both of us. <laughs> Living um, vicariously. <laughs> no, but um, I feel like they pull. Uh, they they pull a lot from even just this one issue. You you. You know, there's some very important stuff that kind of happens in that show and stuff. And and I'm like, oh, I see it right there in that one scene. And um, I just thought that's kind of cool. You know, that it, it's referencing back. You know, some some of this back um, this back catalog of yeah, you know, story well, and matter. And I think it's also interesting because like <coughs> you're saying that that the purpose of all of this is really to introduce to us how these people relate to Oliver Queen and the way they see Oliver Queen and Oliver Queen. But but really, you get a lot of information on um speedy and and connor hawk and uh and and black canary and by 
what the situations they're in as they're remembering this, you know, like seeing this and you see, oh, Speedy's the kind of guy who is, you know, like just up there, like busting drug dealers, you know, and, and, um, Black Canary is the kind of, is the kind of person who is up there, you know, like stopping domestic violence and getting this guy arrested and, and taking things down. And then Connor Hawk is the guy, the kind of guy who's like, you know what, I'm, I've separated from the world and I'm, and I'm joining a monastery and stuff like that. It's very interesting sort of like, I feel like you, you understand a lot of their characters and 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 I'm and now that I'm thinking about it, I'm kind of impressed because it's done really subtly and in a way that you don't really realize that he establishes all of those characters while they're talking about somebody else and while we're thinking about somebody else. That's yeah. actually a really good point. Yeah. Yep. So I think that's done really well. I, I really like the scene where Speedy is waiting and he's kind of reminiscing because mm-hmm. of that one panel where it shows him kicking his habit, you know, mm-hmm. because in, you know, you, you see, there's that cover, you know, my ward is a junkie and, and Green Lantern's kind of like, <laughs> like, what do you think of your golden boy now? I'm <laughs> jerk. <laughs> um, no. And, and like, it, it's funny. It's, it, we laugh at it cause we're like, it's kind of a ridiculous cover, but you know, they did it for a certain reason. But when you see this one little panel and it's just all in silhouette and he's just tossing this needle behind him, yeah. it, it has a lot more emotion to it and mm-hmm. reality to it and power to it. And also, I mean, how often do you get to see superheroes eating a sandwich, dude? That was yeah. pretty rad. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I'm like, Hey, he ate a sandwich just like I did. Maybe <laughs> I, can, maybe one day I can kick heroin and fight crime. I have <laughs> a problem eating lettuce. This too. <laughs> it's just it's like stuck in his mouth. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for at least uh, thank you for your opinions on it. I'm actually glad you guys kind of liked it. Um, this actually is available pretty readily. Um, it's available digitally. I believe there are trades that you can still find of it. Um, I know the second run is a little more prevalent to find, but um, I would highly recommend starting with with Quiver, which is the first run here. Um, so check it out and yeah, keep an eye out for it. So moving away from Green Arrow and moving into Ryan's book this week, Ryan, what did you bring for us this time? Uh, I brought a book called The Private Eye. Um, the interesting thing about this book is that this book is really only available digitally. It's uh, it's written by Brian K. Vaughn, uh, who does Saga, who did Why the Last Man. Um, it's drawn by Marcos Martin and um, with uh, with extra art and colors by Monsa Vicente. But uh, it's sort of an interesting futuristic tale, and it's and it's and I think because of that they're sort of doing interesting things with its distribution because it's only available online through their website and it's pay what you want uh which i think is interesting but what'd you guys so what'd you guys think i i i didn't know what to expect i went into this completely blind uh you didn't give me a give us a primer or anything about no, what this not was at all, but yeah, it's like was hey i'm bringing a book um so the first couple pages i'm like oh okay oh okay wait what <laughs> Wait what? What? <laughs> it was like what is happening, and then it just doesn't stop from there. And then, so this is this is a cool because it. Um, I mean, we've talked about east and west storytelling, but this is a really cool middle. Um, mm-hmm. It's like it throws you right in there, and it gives you information as you go. But then there's this cool little like uh, uh, um, preface, like in the beginning. Yeah. So this tiny little adventure, mm-hmm. and then then the plot starts, right. and then you get filled in on all the information. Um, Sort of like a sort of like an episode of something, you know, and like this is what's going to be happening, and then now let's get into or like it. a James Bond or an Indiana Jones. Exactly, kind of thing. yeah, something something with like a little uh, a little cool thing in the beginning. Um, so I, I had no idea what to expect. The art is like fantastic, um, like these nice straight like thin lines. So it looks yeah. very like <coughs> real. In that sense. <coughs> Sorry, that's what I was going to say. About, like, the thin lines is really refreshing. Um, and that carries over into the lettering as well. 
Yeah. I was going to talk about that. I don't know why I couldn't put my finger on it until you kind of brought up the art. But the lettering is also a little bit thinner, which I thought was kind of cool because you, you read it differently. You know, everything is less dramatic. It's more just matter of fact, you know, yeah. and, and I really enjoyed that. I think it fits with the world that they've established in this thing, too. It's 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 fascinating. I'm like, why has no one thought of this sooner? Mm-hmm. Like, what a great idea. The idea, by the way, spoiler alert, um, is that this is takes place in a future where um, where people our age are now old and decrepit. Yes, and I love I yeah, love that yeah. depiction. <laughs> so and, funny. And that the cloud of information, everything we put online, Inst- Instagram posts, Twitter things, even things we delete. Out Google of, searches. Stuff you, stuff you, yeah, Google searches. Anything that's been up online in the cloud has basically become public knowledge for everyone. And so because of that, no one wants to, rev- is, is very forthcoming with their identity or their information because i was really confused when i read the first part mm. but once i got to that little piece about that i'm like okay i gotta go back i gotta go yeah, back yeah. And, and now it makes sense like yeah. this woman in the beginning is walking around looking like jessica rabbit yes. and then all of a sudden she takes all her, her like her, her costume really is what it is mm. off and she's just this kind of like middle-aged kind of uh, uh woman with you know has you know the love handles and there's just a normal woman redheaded woman and we see this guy spying on you're like okay what's going on here and then you realize the idea that people hire this man to look up people and find out what happened to people. Basically, he's like the real life version of Facebook <laughs> in, a very, yeah, basically. in a very illegal way. And I, I absolutely adored it. And, and the fact that he just has he puts on this coat and has a face on the back of it and they lose him in the crowd I, because it, everybody's I got their own unique as costume. As, right. as soon as I saw his hoodie, I was like, I need that hoodie. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's got so the cool. face on the back. Uh, and it kinda, If they sell that, find uh, it. I want that thing too. If I'm not, then we need to make, make it. That. Yeah. But the idea that like everybody is just walking around incognito in costumes because no one wants to show who they truly were because you'll everyone will know. Everyone will know right. exactly who you are. Yeah. All they have to do would be to go into that, you know. Yeah. So does does internet not exist then? Yes, from what I understand, right? From what, what I can said? tell, it's it's not super clear. And yeah. I think they explain it more in, in later because episodes. Because it's not dystopian. It's not a, a post-apocalyptic. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just very... Like, everybody's they've weird. Got, they've got their stuff together, you know, is yeah. what it looks like. Like, society has improved in advance, but then, like, he has that one thing where uh, he's talking to either his grandpa or some old guy. Yeah, and his, his grandpa. Calls, yeah. He calls Gramps. And then uh, he's like, there never was Wi-Fi or whatever. You know, it's like, what do you mean there never was Wi-Fi? Uh, he say, he no, he says, says, I don't have any bars. He's like, do you have any no, bars well, in here? On, I don't have any when bars. He, when he's talking on the phone with him, uh, he he gets on the phone. And he's just like, I told you, uh, never. There's come no here. such thing as Wi-Fi or internet. Oh no, or such MP4. thing. I'm sorry. I thought I thought he said there never. Right. Was. Yeah. So he starts naming things that are so commonplace right now, and they're like, they they're not any. It's not a thing anymore. And you, you can tell when you're in his this. office. There's actual books. There's an actual camera. There's a record player. And there's no computer. No computer. The Mo- phone is. Uh, Although is, there is, is marijuana cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a rotary phone too. Yep. Yep. Uh, and yeah, the marijuana cigarettes I thought was So pretty. this would be somebody that was like, uh, you know, they must be pretty old and they must have lived like through the 90s, I would assume. Like, as, yeah. because it wouldn't be 2000s, it would, because then he would probably have an iPad or something like that to make him feel well, more Well, I mean, at home. you see the picture that um, the grandpa has, it's it's a broken smartphone. It looks like yep, a, it's a yeah. So and he's just MTV sign on the wall. The other thing I love too is. No, no, it's, it's, that's his TV. It's oh, got, it's got yeah, a little mute. That thing. wall oh, is, it is his TV. That wall yeah. is his TV. You're right. I didn't notice that. 
Um, the other thing I love is that obviously Kodak is now back in business. Yes. <laughs> Nobody's photos, using digital yeah. photography anymore. Well, that, that's yeah. the thing, too. I, the product placement in this, I thought was... And then there's the LA Times thing, too. It's like your yeah. tax dollars. Dude, that's... Mm-hmm. Oh, man. This is so cool because like now we're like catching all these little nuggets, dude. Oh, uh, and uh, apparently there's still enough technology to run floating cars. Yes. Um, yes. But in Graham's house, he still has what looks like to be like a Mini Cooper, but... It, normal terrestrial wheels yeah right yeah, like an old one <laughs> and his tattoos and his ball that's so i cool. love the fact that he has tattoos i do too because that's going to be like our generation really oh, really soon and um, it's fantastic yeah i mean let's i don't know ryan is there any any sort of things that you wanted us to talk about any sort of thoughts or anything you wanted us to say i, I absolutely loved it i think we the all intrigue like at the end of this book oh mm-hmm. yeah really like like that's a great cliffhanger it's yeah. like mm-hmm. you still don't know what's happening, but you know it's not going to be good. Yeah. The person who you kind of thought was going to be a, a character is now no longer a character, and then you got to right. They instantly introduce you to somebody and then gone. Yeah. So here's the thing: I mm-hmm. came in this book really confused, and yeah. I left really confused, <laughs> but in a good way. But in a good way. Yeah. Not like what did I just read? More like I didn't get any information. I got like a tiny, tiny bit of information out of this. Um, you have to read the next one. So it's the opposite of Green Air, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> but exactly. I mean, it sets the stage. It builds the world very. Yeah. Clearly. Oh, for sure. Oh, it does. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I, I think it's weird that he's talking to a guy that you know, dresses so <laughs> prim and proper, but he has a fish head. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a very interesting style choice. Like, <laughs> I need to go incognito. I'm, you know, I like bow ties. I like sweater vests. Uh, I need a fish head. I, that's <laughs> one of the things really I loved pull, about this book. Is just pull this outfit together. Well, maybe, yeah. fish head. maybe fish head. yeah, maybe it has to do with the fact that maybe it's something you think you'd never pick. Like that's what I started thinking. I'm like, well, everyone was gonna know I'm gonna dress like Batman. So why would I want to dress like Batman? <laughs> True. I'd be wearing my Green Lantern costume walking down the street. <laughs> so it's like he had he had Justin Timberlake suit and tie, and he's just like, no, not suit and tie, fish head and bow tie. <laughs> I gotta tell you though, in this universe. Furries are having just the time of their lives. I guess so. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, you notice the the joke where where she yes. walks into this room. He's all, oh, furry. <laughs> Another <Yeah>. furry. <laughs> Ugh. Well, and and so I think it's interesting. Also, like we get a very hint of it right at the very end, where like she gets killed, right? Right. And so, but then he picks up her mask, and it's like, well, shoot, how is how is our main character? We don't right. really know his name. How is he going to know? Yeah, who yeah, he's dealing exactly. with. I, I, that's the reason that's why I left confused. Is no, no, because it's like, we know Patrick I, <laughs> I was confused coming in. They sorted some stuff out and now I'm confused going out. I'm like, just like life. who is this guy? What is, how do these costume <coughs> things work? Can mm-hmm. he really pull this off? Is the guy going to know? Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, how uh, played with, played with my head. How far along is this? Is this Ryan? Um, they just collected, I think the first six issues into a digital download of, of the first oh, volume. I'm, I'm doing I think that. they're getting started on the second volume right now. I'm doing Dude, that. Dude, one thing that how I, much does it cost, Ryan? Yeah. Let's pay what you want. Oh, pay perfect. what you want. I'm so done doing it. It will cost you as much as, as little as nothing. Oh, I like, by the way, see, that's the thing. I'm all tempted, but directed I feel by, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I really also now see, now you guys have been messing with my head a little bit. And I'm noticing all the little things. And like I thought it was weird when I was reading it and just kind of funny where they phonetically write out MP4s uh-huh. and internets and stuff like that. And then looking back on it, I'm like, I wonder I wonder if they wrote it out phonetically 
thinking that in the future this could happen and then someone would see mp4 and be like what is that oh and yeah like, so they're writing it out so people would be like oh it's a word right well, or, or oh, that's man. how he's saying it because because that character's never actually or, experienced or that, it right but, but yeah i like to think that he's like being like i'm preparing you i'm trying to future proof this book <clears throat> this digital book that's only available digitally <laughs> <laughs> so well needless to say it sounds like we all really enjoyed it um so you can get this at panelsyndicate.com. Um, it's available in uh, PDF or CBR or CBZ. Uh, it's pay what you want. The suggested price is $0.99 cents an issue, but obviously they've put it up there for, for, whatever, they, for whatever you want to download it. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's, it's being simultaneously published in English, Spanish, and Catalan. Oh, that's awesome. Really? Uh, yeah, because I think one of the artists is, is uh, speaks Catalan. Yeah. Uh, so so they're it's it's something if you read the afterward, uh, Brian Kavon just sort of talks about like, hey, you know, it's it's the future. We're doing it on the internet, so we can kind of do what we want. So yeah. you know, why not do this? I, um, so it's I, pretty cool. I also really, in addition to wanting that hoodie, I want his shirt that just says in big bold letters on the side, "Future." Yeah. In stacked letters. <laughs> that's cool. I want that. So, okay, we'll give your information to the internet, and you will go ahead and get this awesome book. Um, so that's going to do it for uh, Here's My Issue. And now we're going to move into First Prince. Um, so First Prince this time, uh, we picked a book that uh, I know that two of us would, are going are, are loving about. So much so that one of us is wearing a t-shirt right now <laughs> with the character. And what we decided to read this time is a four-issue miniseries, Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. So... Thoughts, opinions, boys. <laughs> who wants to go first? Uh, well, who, let's give us a brief synopsis of what 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 kind of happens in this in this idea. Yeah. Other than, I mean, the title's pretty straightforward, but a little bit of an idea. But what does the, it mean? Well, how does how does this come to pass? Well, it's a what if book, so yes. it's like uh, the Watcher starts off the book by saying, "This is one of possible universes," uh, and uh, it's kind of like uh, not not sixteen oh two quite like that, but more like the no. uh, more like the Red Sun. What if? Uh, if you guys have been following along with our episodes, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but it, it's definitely a what if book, and it's what if uh, the X Men brought Deadpool into an insane asylum and you know tried to get him help that they couldn't provide, and it turns out that Psycho Man was running the uh, the, the asylum and was trying to uh, tweak people's uh, brains to form an army for himself. But instead, Deadpool's brain is not a normal brain, nope. so his normal two voices get replaced by a very murderous one voice. So he just unleashes Deadpool's awesome killing power. Yes, yes. and then it just gets dark and goes all. This is uh, not. Yeah. This is a good book. To, like the first few pages are the good are the ones where they you get introduced to the regular Deadpool, and then yeah. I mean he's still funny. He still has some quips, but he's. He is dark. He's on a mission. He's here's on a mission thing. to kill everyone. <laughs> but yeah. here's the thing: like uh, the first time I read it, I felt really like weird about it because my version of Deadpool was uh, 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 Daniel Way's Deadpool, very mm. very silly Looney Tune esque, and this was like you know pulp Deadpool, and it was like very intense. And I'm like, this doesn't feel like Deadpool. But now that I've gone <laughs> back and read it a second time, it actually feels a lot more like him yeah um because he just throws the quips in very very quickly they're more morbid of course they're not very like looney toony but uh they are definitely there um like my favorite one that i read when i reread this earlier was uh when he's fighting spider-man he goes you know what you you know what your village should have tried 
a gun. And like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And then <laughs> proceeds to... And by the way, this is not a book for kids. No. This is oh, no, 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 no. She says it on the cover. Not, not for, for kids. kids. No, this is for mature readers. Deadpool ever was. Because he then blasts Spider-Man's head clean off. Like, uh, it's it's very graphic. Like, a lot of times when I found myself... Because I read this. This was actually the first Deadpool book I ever read. Um, and Really? Yeah, that's believe a, it or not. That's an interesting it's introduction. introduction, right? Because I was like, oh, because just like just like the Superman thing, I'm like, I love what ifs. I kind of got a general gist of who Deadpool is. He's like a merc with a mouth. He's smart, smart aleck, you know, like Spider-Man, but even more goofier and, and not even, you know, not even... You know, straight laced at all in any way, um, but uh, I, yeah, I felt I just read through this again. I just started feeling bad for all the characters that I love. Yeah, so much. right. <laughs> I felt so bad. I'm like, don't shoot Spider-Man in the head. I like okay. him. I'm gonna go out and say I, I didn't feel bad. I, I was just like having a laugh a minute because in in the first few pages of issue two, in the on the first page of issue two, you see uh, Doctor Doom kind of like tangled in the background and yes. like the power lines. People are cheering. Ghost Rider's head. <laughs> Ghost yeah. Rider's head. But then it says, even the most innocuous of creatures have fallen prey. And then <laughs> I, I remember, the I, yeah, I was looking at this, um, Matt, t, uh, Matt with one T, he was actually looking over my shoulder when I was th- scrolling through this. And he actually had some things to say about this book too. So I wrote down his note. Okay. I'm going to read that. But I was like, who is that? I'm like, Oh, who's that? And then he's just like, it's a penguin. I'm like, no, that's DC. This is Marvel. He's like, Oh, um, and I'm like, is that, is that Howard the, is that Howard the duck? <laughs> <laughs> and then we just started laughing. Um, but I also, <sighs> that's man. true. I don't mind seeing him die. <laughs> no, no. Does anybody? <laughs> and he's roasted and served George on Lucas a platter. Is super happy. <laughs> he served on a platter. That's true. Um, I, yeah, I, I, well, it's very clear. I mean, I think we have thoughts on it. Somebody's been very quiet <laughs> yes. so far. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan thoughts. Cause I know you have things uh, please, to say. Please I mean, offer up this, your thoughts. I don't think this is your kind of book, is it? No, it's, it's not that it's not. I don't know. I mean, it, I just why why does this exist? Like, <laughs> I know I know why it exists. Right it's because people like to see blood and guts, and and Marvel likes to make money. Right. But like in the greater scheme of things, like like I, I am not better from having read this. No, I. But but it was it was. Let's put it this way. It's like saying why does any horror movie exist or why does any any ridiculous action movie exist? But it's because but there are redeeming features in those things. This is not literally, all of them, Ryan. Like. <laughs> Sometimes like they try to get, they try to get kind of clever towards the end, and, and they're like, "Oh, he's he's breaking the fourth wall," and he says he's breaking the fourth here's, wall. Here's and where this he goes comes to in. Try to, Are you gonna go yeah, into? Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's not about the let's break the fourth wall. I didn't think it was no. um, towards the end. It, it just I, I felt I, it actually got a little preachy. Yes. It was just uh, mm-hmm. about the futility of stuff. But yeah. go ahead. So that that's what I was just I mean, gonna interject. It's with. just like. I mean, it's just the futility of this book. Like I was like, this is, I don't know. This is not the kind of book I would read because it was just sort of boring to me. Okay. Yeah. Like, it's just like, I always kill that guy up and they killed him. And it's like, Oh, who else is going to kill? Oh, that's how he killed him. Oh, like he's wearing the beast, you know, as a, <laughs> as an outfit. Oh, Wolverine. Oh, he's got to kill Wolverine again because Wolverine, that's clever. It's just, uh, <laughs> I, I did find it interesting how he killed Thor. I didn't see that one coming. When that I, was when interesting. I yeah. That. I mean, a lot oh, of them, yeah. a lot of them is just like, it's a, it's, it's what I wish the Transformers movies would be a cook off reel of just, Die, 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 die. And, <laughs> die, okay. die, and in Transformers die, movies, I wish it was a cook-off God. reel of cars turning into robots and then yes. fighting each other and then turning back into cars. And okay, here's here's planes. here's the heavy of it. So, um, 
it's obviously Deadpool and he gets this internal voice and you're trying to figure out what the internal voice is actually like who the internal voice actually is. Uh-huh. And then towards the end of the book, you realize that, Oh, it's actually like the nexus of realities. And it's like the writers who are writing him. So there's this fourth wall breaking thing. Mm. The problem with, uh, not the problem, but I, I think we should have continued and read, um, Deadpool, uh, was it illustrated because what he does after this, there's uh, well, three books. Wait, wait, wait. Let okay. Me, Okay, go I was gonna ahead. say we're gonna we're gonna follow that up at some point. I'm we're, sure. We're, okay, we're gonna but make Ryan read more. What they don't, t- I mean, this was a, a four issue run, and I'm sure the next part was like an afterthought. But the cool thing about this and the next part is they tie in together with this theme of um, origination of uh, uh, creativity and characters and um, uh, storytelling. So mm-hmm. in the next one, he's like. Well, these guys will always come back. They'll, the writers will just keep writing them, and they'll keep resurrecting. What do we have to do? Oh, we have to go into old literature and kill all of the characters that these characters are based off of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he kills Captain Ahab because he influences these Marvel characters, uh, and he kills uh, uh, Tom Sawyer because it, eventually that archetype will turn into these Marvel characters, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So it actually becomes kind of a cool little uh, nod to how storytelling in general has grown and influenced comics which have then become archetypes in and of themselves but still reference uh, uh, old literature Mm -hmm. um, and remind us of storytelling of the past but in new ways Um, and the reason they keep coming back is because we Okay, I, I really don't want to compare this to Six Gun Gorilla, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but, in but the sense it's, that it's inevitable that in every episode we're going to yeah, bring right? up Six Gun. In in essence, it's the the fact that in Six Gun Gorilla, the fiction never dies. Mm-hmm. It, people will always want a story and always want fiction, and this is the beginning. This these this collection of four issues is the beginning of how Marvel is that the reiteration of uh storytelling and the reiteration of archetypes over time the fact that heroes will die and come back all the time but that's because we're not going to let them die we need these Mm -hmm. stories and we need these fictions to carry forward into the future sure but this book doesn't have any of that not at all but i'm just putting your mind at ease that this does go somewhere at least in the future (laughs) wow alan you seem to have really jumped into the deep end of the deadpool i'm not wearing Uh, (laughs) i'm not wearing a deadpool shirt for nothing (laughs) and Um, then well then there's the third part as well, which is just okay. The third, the, the third, the third part, part is goes nonsense. back to the ridiculousness. Yeah, <laughs> it's Deadpool kills Deadpool. So yeah, well, the, the thing <laughs> that I I feel this was a, a a book, a series written by some people that were bored with comics, like not in the sense of oh comics are bad, but in the sense of just like it, it, they they spell it out in there, like they write it out at one point where Deadpool's kind of going on and he's in yep. the swamp and he yeah. says, you know, what's the point of all this, you know, to, to have everyone suffer all these deaths to mm-hmm. simply just come back again and die again, you know, and, and we're just, you know, regenerating, we're being reborn simply to die again, you know, and just end it all. It's, it's really nihilist in that way of just like yeah, nothing, just, just nothing have it matters. be done. Nothing matters, you know? Um, but, at the same time, it's I feel like something that maybe not a lot of people were voicing. You know, I'm sure there's plenty of times when people are like, "Oh man, you know, they ki- they killed that guy," and then mm-hmm. like later on, you know, say, "Oh, he's back," and I'm sure everyone's like, "Oh, okay, cool." But in the back of their head, they're like, "Really? Like, okay, mm-hmm. I guess he's back now." I mean, I know you've experienced yeah. that moment, mm-hmm. Ian. Like, I-, I knew the second that they took Peter <coughs> Parker out. 
in Amazing yes. Spider-Man 700 spoilers. I'm like, it's only a matter of time. He'll he'll come back. And I mean, yeah. like, like I told you, like I talked about when we talked about Cap back then. I was like, mm-hmm. this is it. Cap's gone forever. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what a dumb idiot I was. <laughs> well, okay, wait, but <laughs> even though we all knew so Peter sweet. was going to come back, and even though we should have known that America, Captain America was going to come back, of course he is. It, they all do. You you have to change up the status quo every once in yeah, a while to right. keep the the fictions flowing and keep the stories kind of if not yeah. fresh at least changed up so you mm-hmm. you have something to read. Um, now the question being, why did we read this? Because <laughs> yes, that <laughs> well, is a good question. I, I remember I brought just because you know we mentioned Deadpool in the last one. I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know, we we haven't really talked a lot about you know Deadpool and stuff. So I'm like, we we at least have two of us here that really yeah. enjoy Deadpool. So I figured we should. He bring likes it, up. it. Yeah, I'll tell you why we should read it and why we read it is because you know what, art movies are great. I love watching art films or Oscar-nominated films, but every once in a while, you just want to sit back, eat some popcorn, and watch people die. (laughs) And that's why I picked this. That's why I thought it was a good idea. I'm like, you know what? This will be fun. It's something... Deadpool's a character in the popular consciousness right now. It's a four-issue miniseries. Let's just have ridiculous amounts of fun with it. No, I agree. But but that being said, I can understand your point, Ryan. Having reading it again, it was a little boring. I want to hear. I want to hear more from Ryan, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stay out of it. I'm gonna move my mic away. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's it's. Oh gosh, you guys put me on the spot here. I mean, I like I like dumb popcorn movies as much as the rest of you guys. I, I do a podcast with Ian where we talk about action movies. But the the thing is, like, just because. It, just because it can you know, it can be fun and silly and and dumb and have lots of violence doesn't mean it doesn't have to also like be interesting or like have a story like i mean half of the half of the the ways that he kills people in the marvel universe are total cop outs like it's it's even the the book itself like the art like oh you know deadpool has got two samurai swords and he's got guns it's gonna be spectacular all this art of you know the way he's gonna take these people out and it's like oh i made him eat a bunch of pin particles and then they exploded bombs inside of him and it's like oh that was the entire avengers in like two pages you know it's just like like really guys like could have you know this could have been this could have been one of those dumb books where it's like avengers versus x-men it's just like everybody fighting for no reason and that's basically what this should have been but instead it was just like well deadpool sort of like unhappily walks through killing everybody very quickly and and complains about it and then we the readers are like well he's complaining too man why am i reading this Uh, like I don't know. I nothing against these guys who made it, but it just this movie, this book, <laughs> this book could have been fun, and it was not fun for me. And I mean, there's only one great response to that, which is Super Action Bros. Uh, comes Ugh. out every single Saturday, <laughs> and you can hear uh, amazing. Co- no, no, no. I, I, I get what you're coming. I coming from there, Ryan. I get what you're getting at. <laughs> I mean, in the same way that I didn't uh, like the Killing Joke that much. I mean, that makes total sense that. If you're looking for something specifically in comic books, and then we read something that you didn't like, <coughs> that you don't normally look for, or didn't have what you mm. looked for, then that makes total sense. I personally think that we read it because um, for Deadpool, who's a character that's been around for 25 years, something like that, yeah, like mm-hmm. wow, like that long, but also not that long, yeah, you know, compared yeah. to some almost other 25 things. years, I think 24 right now. It's sort of a return to form a little bit, but also it adds a little bit extra pulp to it. 
And and I'm gonna debate you on that because the first thing they do is they take away the Deadpool essence of the two voices in his head arguing with each other. So like right. the one thing, the thing that everybody talks about is great at Deadpool. You know, it's funny, and he's got these two voices in his head. He's arguing with himself. They like get rid of that in the first couple of pages. But that's also they turn not him kind of into a zombie. They but, just turn him into a killing machine. Right. But that's but but the two voices was something that Daniel Way came up with, mm. which was only you know two runs ago. Yeah. Yeah. So when I say return to form, I mean like return to original, like Deadpool used to be a mercenary. Like he used to be castle level violence. You know what I mean? Like Punisher level violence. Um, crazy. But I mean, he didn't have voices running around his head. The fact that he even still has a voice in his head at this point is kind of interesting to me. But, um, I, I think that if you are interested in the Deadpool character, and if you're not, that's totally fine. But if you are interested in the Deadpool character and you want to read something different than, Right now, the Marvel Now version of Deadpool, Daniel Way's run on Deadpool, uh, Deadpool and Cable from a couple of years ago, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for something different, something a little more what I think the creator, like the, the very beginning of Deadpool should have been, then this would be something kind of more up your alley. Um, but that being said, I even think that a lot of it wasn't as fun as it could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought the deaths were a lot of cop-outs. But... In general, I th- I think that it does have something to say, if only in the last two pages. For me, definitely, I, I kind of agree with Ryan to where, I mean, like, I'm not as bummed about it, but there were parts where I'm like, yeah, you know, okay, so all the Avengers, just like that. But they even say it in the book, he's like, you just killed Earth's mightiest heroes in one fell swoop. You know, they, they just say that, and he's just like, are you satisfied? He's like, should I be? You know, um, but... They did have some moments that made me chuckle. Some of the like little puns and the little quips and stuff like that. Um, I really liked when he was fighting Wolverine, and he's like, "Your greatest, uh, your, your mutant power isn't uh, regeneration." And then he says, "It's popularity," and then he cuts his head off, um, mm-hmm. which. I feel like that's going to get tested out soon because they talked about, they've announced yep. oh, yeah. spoilers for people or whatever, but they've announced it. So yeah. um, Wolverine's going to die. So we'll he already see. doesn't have his healing factor. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see how well his mutant power. See how long that lasts. Cut to episode yeah. thirty-five. Wolverine's alive again, guys. It'll cut to episode thirteen. 13. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, um, I, I want to ask you though. Yeah. For as much of you know, there's little bits and pieces there that are mm-hmm. like you know we're like okay, some of them are cop out, some of them are not, or whatever. Um, there were some cool deaths in here. I felt like some of them sure. were anticlimactic. The beginning or, or the, the cover for uh, issue four of it is him holding a samurai sword to, to the Punisher's like throat and he's like about to slit it. And I'm just like, dude, this is awesome. I love the Punisher. There's that part of me. I read it also in kind of that guy's that there's that macabre part of people that's like, oh man, you know, I hope Batman lives forever, guys. <laughs> but what I wonder what it would be like if <laughs> yeah. someone could take him down. Yeah, you know. Th- so there's that part of me that I'm like, I wonder who could stop the Punisher like that. And you see that fourth issue cover, and you're like, oh man, it, it looks like it's setting it up to be a big kill. Like yeah. it's gonna yeah. be like a Kill Bill type of thing. Mm-hmm. That's what every the, the covers of these. By the way, I I really enjoy the covers. I do like the covers. But, the art is very cool, but mm-hmm. the cover oversells it a bit. Yeah. Over, oh, over yeah, but not for see for me 
I'm glad that that's not happening. Because, yeah, that's why I would have predicted it. ended with yeah. The Punisher and, and Deadpool going at well, each other. Yeah. I just meant in, term, in terms other. of how it happens, you know, it just kind of happens so boom. Um, yeah. But, but, his, with, but historically speaking, it, it would probably be the way they did it with no, Taskmaster. No, I agree. I agree. If you're a fan of Deadpool, and because I, I was like, Ta- Taskmaster? Really? Yeah. yeah. But um, for those of you who are like, What's, who's Taskmaster? Taskmaster's power is that he can mimic your every movement and knows exactly what you're going to do before you do it. Basically, he can. He has uh, automatic... Um, he has muscle memory. Visual muscle right. memory. Correct. He can watch somebody do something and then automatically replicate it. <laughs> exactly. But Deadpool is different. He's crazy, like literally so mentally he's not, he's not and running. physically. So... Taskmaster can never get a read on him. He's so, like yeah. his I've, foil. Basically. I've got a question on that because I saw Ryan had that page open. That I love. That what, was the part of the book. Like, the only part yeah. of this book when I first read it, I was like, oh, well, that's right cool. Be- right before that. <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. Right before that, Deadpool makes uh, reference to his muscle memory. He's like, you know, you 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 can predict everything that I'm going to do, but you can't predict this. And then this happens or whatever. So can you explain that? A little bit more in depth, Ryan or Ian? Um, not not really. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? The the whole the the man thing thing. So <laughs> because at, what what she was referring to is at one point um, they're having a conversation and then all, they're fighting a swamp and all of a sudden man thing comes in from the swamp and just grip, grips the taskmaster's head, crushing it, landing on fire from the looks of things. Uh, just destroying his brain that way. Um, the impression I got from that was he's like, I'm going to do this to you, but it's like, you don't have control over man thing. Sure. Man well, thing has control over you. Sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, I really don't have a good answer for you other than man, that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, basically. And I feel like that's the answer to a lot yeah, of this. Yeah, that's the answer. Hey, hey let's do it. I, 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 it would be cool. neat. <laughs> I think we agree that this book is not continuity based for no. any reason oh no way there's no character development going on here no way it, it, I, I have a few arguments about how you can look past the uh the surface level and find something a little bit deeper but i'm not expecting anybody to agree with me sure um other than that it's just fun i think i think the idea i think that you're right with killer because i remember i read Killustrated as well i think Killustrated takes this this kind of base idea of like hey let's take this thing where there's people just getting murdered and destroyed and just it's 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 fun to look at and be like oh look at that and kind of elevates it to this idea of all fiction being in jeopardy all, everything in every right. all existence really being in peril because of the mm. because of this right i think it's interesting but other than that i think we all just agree it's a big popcorn fest oh <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah it's absolutely something you just kind of just sit back and and don't expect to get a message no yeah. alan moore-esque message here and that's no. that's sometimes yeah. a good thing. unless you're me and you overanalyze it <laughs> having, having reread this I did pick up on one additional detail that I really liked, and I don't know how I missed it before. When he's killing the Avengers, the last panel, the little Hank Pym like hanging on the on the lamp, he's just there in the middle, just like dead. <laughs> yeah. I remember Wait, that because Matt what pointed it? it out to me. He's like, "What was that? Was that a little guy? Was that a little guy dead there?" Oh, Matt. And I was just oh, like, "Oh, nice. so Matt, Matt's remarks. Uh, oh, yeah, he, he has he one little remarks. one little remark here, um, and I thought it was funny. He because he's." reading it he's just like oh huh i get it or oh that's funny or whatever and um he just said this uh and i quote (coughs) i feel like deadpool is the personification of that child that you played with who could always beat you with his made-up 
other secret techniques and skills that you and you can never beat him <laughs> because he had some sort of force field or something. Yeah. Like he's that kid where you're like, oh, well, I'm gonna get you with this. He's like, nah, because I have one of these. Wait a minute, what? You can't have one I of these. Special, oh yeah, I, I I I didn't tell you, but I had a special force field. I had special armor on, plot armor. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know Cough if there's any me. better review than that, Ryan. What do you think? What say you? Uh, I don't have anything. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, Negative two stars from Ryan. That's, Got it. <laughs> that's going to do it for First Prince. And now we are <coughs> continuing on into the four-color character compendium. So this time, uh, we're going to jump universes. We're going to go... We've been doing a lot of Marvel. Um, and we're going to jump back to DC. Marvel. Uh, it's, it's true. It's pronounced Marvel. No, no, okay. no I don't think it is. Um, so we're going to jump back to DC, and we're going to do a superhero. a bit, One of the big ones. Um, and I know I'm sure your minds are jumping. We're going to do Superman or Batman. This is... Is weird no no no. we're gonna do um something a little different we haven't talked about the well what a lot of people refer to and i would agree as the fair sex on the uh uh four color character compendium so this time we wanted to talk about uh wonder woman uh who is severely underrated in my opinion um i, I actually love wonder woman quite a bit um so uh let's talk about it um what do you guys what do you guys think about Wonder Woman? what do you guys have to are you curious what what, what things do you want to know so me? well i don't know about you guys but for me uh i mean dc not being my my primary source of comic book fun uh wonder woman is kind of elusive to me so okay. uh i know that she uh comes from a island of amazons it's true where they're all women uh and uh she's a princess she has these cool power bracelet things and a rope that makes you tell the truth and mm-hmm. sometimes an invisible plane but that's all i got so <laughs> i we'd probably talk about um where the character came from first mm-hmm. yes um, what is so- okay so i've heard here's what i've heard um she is a, a Amazonian princess, but I've it's also true. heard she's made out of clay. That's true. Well, we'll talk. I'm talking more about like in the real world. Um, so uh, we'll then we'll then we'll get to her. Her, her in the real world. Oh, world. I thought yeah, we were talking about words. superhero origins. No, no, no. We'll talk about her creation first. She was created by um, William Moulton Marston. Um, he was a uh, psychologist, I believe, an American. He psychologist. invented the polygraph test. He did, which is still in use today. Um, he invented Wonder Woman, uh, the first appearance of which was in All-Star Comics number 8, December 1941. Uh, he was kind of conceived along with his wife, and uh, this is where the story gets a little nefarious. Um, <laughs> they had... Uh, we'll, 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 we'll dance around this as light as we could uh, for the kids. They had uh, an open marriage, and they did have a, a another person named Olive, a young student of his, um, <coughs> who actually the original drawings for Wonder Woman were based off her... Um, f- kind of physique and body. She was the original model for Wonder Woman, um, but they together kind of created this character, um, a, a strong female who you know at the time I'm sure at the time a lot of the females were either you know, you either had Lois Lane or you had Shrieking Violets who were like oh I'm Carol <laughs> save me or there's a lot of love comics there wasn't really anything like this for 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 women at the time not nothing that was this big I would I would say. Yeah, weren't really any superhero. Like, I mean, there had been superhero or or female pulp characters. Sure, there was, sure. There was stuff, but but Wonder Woman was sort of the first big one superhero. Though she could be defeated very easily by tying her up. That's <laughs> that was true. That was part of There's, the character. If in the you, initial, uh, yeah. I learned a lot about Wonder Woman. For we talked about it before, Super Gods, that Grant Morrison book, and man, that is that you'll learn a lot about Wonder Woman there. It, it's some stuff that's maybe not so so kid kid friendly. So I'll let you if you were interested, really learn the backstory creation of that. Let you jump more into that, but let's talk more about Wonder Woman as a character, her origin. So, Ryan, do you know a little bit more about her origin as a character? Um, I mean, in the in the original 1941 version, she was from 
um, what was called? Paradise Island. Oh. Yeah, which uh, then became they eventually retconned it to Miss. Uh, she was her civilian civilian identity was Diana Prince. She was an army nurse. She was a member of the Justice Society. She had super strength, very fast and tough. Could block bullets mm-hmm. with her magic bracelets. And then yeah, she had her her magic lasso. When she was bound, when she was tied up, she lost all of her powers. <gasps> no. Yeah, she uh, she was assisted by a group of schoolgirls. Mm-hmm. That's uh, true, including uh, Etta Candy, who was um, mm-hmm. a little bit well known for. As one of those DC like C characters that you see pop up every so often, right? Uh, she fought Catwoman, Cheetah. That was sort of her big, and sort of remains sort of her big bad guy. That's her Joker. Yeah, Cheetah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cheetah is her I Joker. feel like uh, Wonder Woman is a, a great commentary on the state of psychology in the forties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> You're thinking about like a psychologist wrote this. Uh, yeah. My uh, uh, my girlfriend, who is a uh, uh, psych- psychology major, and uh, it may or may not be getting her master soon. Um, it, it, with her like telling me like about all these experiments and the state of psychology like in the in the past, I'm like, oh yeah, this makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> like the way that psychology used to run, it's like, okay, bunch of guys who would sit around and, right. and yeah. talk about, it. and then the women are like, I think it was like this, and the guys are like, no, yeah. you're just a woman, you don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Tie her up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and the idea that she was set apart from what they refer to uh, and they still do as man's world um and yeah that, that she was that whole island has been apart from that and then all of a sudden a man is th- in the original is thrust onto the island uh by a man by the name of steve trevor steve trevor he crashes his plane there yep during and, world war ii yep. Pacific so you need a man to introduce well no no because he, here's well no here's what happens is they they decide that they the, they talk to the the queen of themiscura of paradise island at the time talks to the gods and they basically get to the idea that steve trevor was sent there as a basically the god saying you need to become part of the world again you need to integrate yourselves with this because there's this huge war going on and, and this it, was like, some, it was like the united states sailing a battleship into tokyo harbor mm-hmm. in the in the 18 late 1800s. yeah which yeah. which brings me to my next question um hopefully i'm not jumping forward too much she wears stars and stripes yes mm-hmm. so yeah. we had superman being like the original comic book character right yeah. and sure. then he was truth justice the american way sure we had captain america on the marvel side <clears throat> sure why is she wearing stars and stripes was it just another propaganda thing because america because america well uh, okay <laughs> well and then they if pay- that's the answer then that's fine plot, just, it was plot armor. yeah basically <laughs> did they retcon it at all uh i don't think so i just think that just that outfit's so iconic at that point i, I think that they i think they've always sort of explained it as as just sort of like well these are symbols of freedom and, and yeah symbols of i wasn't she, sure yeah well, i know more recently what they've done with it i've i've read um the new 52 um mm-hmm. wonder woman and it's actually really good yeah um but they i, I forgot ex- the exact phrasing for it but it, it has to do with um that guy is steve trevor i think mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Is that, is that i don't know if that's it? what his name is in new 52 yeah, I I, it is i believe it's still Steve but, Trevor. um you know he he's an american and he goes there or whatever and she ends up in the states and residing in the states and stuff so it's kind of like a um god what's the word for it, it, it like, it, like it's like a goodwill thing it's like uh i will don the colors of mm-hmm. I, I will don, i will don the flag of uh you know the nation that i am you know here just as people who come here will dress in our traditional uh, dress tradition. okay it, cool. it's like it's like a thing like i, know, you I know, walk she's around wearing the, an american flag <laughs> yeah, <shirt>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the um, idea that because she based in the original origin, she gets picked as the champion of Themyscira, yeah. um, or as uh, of Paradise Island, and you know, 
and she so she goes with Steve Trevor into Man's World, which turns out isn't just Man's World. It's Man and Women's World. It's not the same. It's not. So she becomes the ambassador. Basically. Yeah, essentially, basically that that's that's what it becomes. Um, more more so on that front. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting what they've done with her. They've done. It seems like DC has done in the past, I don't know, a couple of decades, <coughs> a similar thing to her as they did, as Marvel did with Thor. Because mm, Thor yeah. used to be, it used to be that he was, you know, secret, you know, a doctor who had a secret identity as yeah, Thor, Blake. and and then you know, and and he would but, he would tap his staff, yeah, he would tap his his walking would, stick, and yeah. it would turn into it was turned into Mjolnir or Mol, I don't know, Mjolnir, Mjolnir, Mjolnir. The, that hammer that he carried. And, and so I, I feel Mjolnir? like, and then like later they were like, well, he's just Thor and they sort of got rid of the secret identity and it was an open, you know, everybody knew who Thor was and everybody knew that Asgard existed and that there was a way to bridge the, the plane between the two and stuff like that. I feel like the same thing has sort of happened sure. with her. Yeah. I feel like now they, it's more likely to see like there, like there is no secret identity for Wonder Woman anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, you see her, she's with Batman and Superman and they're like, oh, this is you know, Princess Diana, the ambassador from Themyscira, also known as Wonder Woman. Like, yeah. it, it, it seems like they they got rid of the need for a secret identity by making her more of more of a Thor esque character, more sure, of like sense. a god or like someone who sort of transcends our yeah. Get rid of all existence. the get rid of all the extra pretense that you don't really need. You well, just which need which like is interesting because hero. they haven't done the same thing with Batman or Superman. No, Batman. like well, it's it seems like her her well nowadays her alter ego as an army nurse is. No, no, is, you know, irrelevant. That's because I think the origins of Superman, the origins of Batman, are really essential to who they are as mm-hmm. Batman and Superman. And it seems yeah. like Wonder Woman is she's from. I guess her yeah, origin Wonder is, Woman. is where she's from is yeah. being Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. That's true. I mean, with so that, it's not necessary. With mm-hmm. that, now that we're really talking about her being Thor-esque and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, we talked about her bracelets. We talked about her lasso and stuff like that. But just a quick list of so what does she do? What is her powers? Yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah like so that. So please. Um. So first off really like Thor. She is a demigoddess. Mm-hmm. You know, um, she, so as a result, she's got a lot of superhuman powers and being one of the early superheroes and mm-hmm. stuff, you know, it was one of those, like a grab bag of superhero powers. Yeah, yeah whatever like you needed at the time. <laughs> exactly. Now, before you go on, I do yeah. know that they, uh, they hold Hera in high regard. Yes. Hera is one of the many wives of Zeus. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. The actually, the, the main one, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't remember exactly what she was goddess of but i know that zeus pissed her off a lot um <laughs> and so i know that zeus they had hold a pension for other ladies yeah there's a whole thing about turning into a this is granted it's, a lot of greek yeah, mythology. so she, she is she is embedded in greek mythology yes where yep. thor is norse and so mm-hmm. um there's a kind of a parallel there i guess <coughs> right exactly so uh uh Hera is the goddess of women according to wikipedia oh perfect there, there we you go, go. That's so why. carry on that uh, with the powers so she's got superhuman strength, uh, durability, flight. She can fly. Yep. Superhuman speed, reflexes, agility, stamina, enhanced healing factor, and she's immortal to uh, or immune to natural death. So she can't just be like, "Oh, I'm gonna just die now." You, you, she has to be killed, um, which I don't know that anyone could do. Sure, that it's just with like her me. Stable of powers, <laughs> like that. sure. Yeah, of course. Um, I, I. I <sighs> I, I, I do enjoy uh, me some Wonder Woman. As far as like Wonder Woman, guys, I don't know. Yeah. Has any have any of you read a bit of Wonder Woman? Well, I mean, like I said, I've, I've read the new the newer stuff. I haven't read it completely. Um, so, but it's it's a really well put together run. I I don't want to spoil anything here, but I'll just kind of read the very first part of the intro in terms of this. Um, 
in terms of this uh, new 52. But mm-hmm. basically, it's Zeus has gone missing and his wife. Oh, let me preface it with this. The first few volumes or collected trades or collected works from the new 52 Wonder Woman are available in trade paperback. Yeah, and, it's, cover. and it's art with Cliff Chang and it just oh, yeah. looks Cliff gorgeous. Chang's looks so good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, Brian Azzarello is yeah, writing. Yeah, he's writing it. Um, so I, I want to just read really quick the names of these uh trades because it's awesome trade number one blood trade number two (laughs) guts trade number three iron trade number four war Uh, those are the names awesome it's just (laughs) they they made a really kind of brutal and it's it's a i remember reading i'm picking up i was like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna get they had like a a, you know a dollar for the first issue yeah yeah reprint i was like i'll get this for bella she loves wonder woman i'm right through like this is not my six-year-old this is not for for the little ones definitely but um at the same time i think they do a really good job of not being way too over the top and you Mm -hmm. know there's not like crazy it's not deadpool kills yeah no 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 i um so on on that fact uh i do know that one of uh, one of her enemies, not maybe her main enemy, but one of her enemies is the DC version of Ares. So yes. Ares being the god yep. of war. Oh yeah. And so to have a big muscular man god of war as the foil to the woman, uh, you know, uh, superhero character creates this kind of weird dichotomy where it's like, uh, you know. I am woman, hear me roar, I guess. Yeah, you know? oh, yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. But not only against man, but like the god of war. Like, I'm going to take this to the guy who runs all the other guys, you yeah. know, yeah. when it comes to killing people and then take it to his face. And, and that's the thing that I like about Wonder Woman <laughs> is she kind of bridges the gap between, you know, it's not about uh, women or it's, it, it, it's empowering women, but without demeaning men. It, it's oh, yeah. saying that these two are e- are, are equal and great yes. in their ways. Like that's why I love Wonder Woman is because she can stand toe to toe. There's there's the three big DC pre- people we have. It's not the DC Trinity. Yeah, it's the DC yeah. Trinity. It, it's it's Superman, Batman. It's not Green Lantern. It's not Flash. Who I know you and I both have an affinity for. It's not those. Another well, guy. It's Wonder Woman. Wonder yeah. Woman is the third jewel in the crown. You know, and and I as far as I know with Marvel though, Marvel doesn't really have that. They have Spider Man. They have the Hulk. They have the Avengers. Right. But even someone say, oh, Black Widows. There. I'm talking the original Avengers, a very male centric. The only one you could probably say would be <coughs> Invisible Woman, yeah. maybe Jean Grey and the X Men. But even mm-hmm. then, they don't they don't really have a Wonder Woman type thing. N- at least not till recently. Yeah, I, think, I feel recently. like now they're kind of coming around yeah. with that, which I really love. But we'll talk about that. I'm assuming Captain Marvel's were written. Oh, Captain oh yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, but uh, as far as other recommended stuff for Wonder Woman, I mean, um, there's the 70s live action television show with Linda Carter. Of course. Uh, and I feel like that was, uh, I, I don't know if it, did it stick to the source material? Very no, not, no, not, not even. I don't think so. <laughs> but it's no, fun. It didn't in the same way that the, the, the seventies Hulk, but it, it did. Yeah, it did do, uh, for Wonder Woman, what, you know, the recent Marvel movies have done for Marvel, which is, uh, uh, open up a new big audience yeah, for, oh, for, for, sure, for Wonder Woman. So yeah. in the 70s, like, hey, there's this character that's been around for a long time. She's called Wonder Woman. And then mm-hmm. from there, it's just kind of like been going up. Yeah. Um, the uh, Justice League animated series, I which came out of Bat- after Batman the animated series. That is yes. my favorite depiction of yes. Wonder Woman. Yeah. And and I, I will say, maybe maybe this is the Maybe this is the 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 femiscure and the semiscurian part of me is I love the little back and forth she has with Batman. That well, show. yeah, and, totally. and it seems in that like show, they're kind of like they they sort of decided to go away from canon. They didn't have her. She she sort of had like a romance <laughs> with Batman. I know yeah. now in DC New Fifty Two she's sort of got something going on with Superman. Superman yeah, which, hey, which seems like it was it's sort of inevitable at least in right. terms of fan fiction. If, mm-hmm. if the but, giant.
giant poster in the hot topic window I walked by is yeah. there right. any With indication that's flying, making out. I believe you're referring to the cover of Justice League number twelve of the New Fifty Two Run, written by your boy Jeff Johns. What now? <laughs> you can't win them all. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, I know that they yeah, there is a book. If uh, as we talk about, you know, we yeah. talk about Mister Meta all the yeah, time, yeah, otherwise yeah. known as Grant Morrison. He's actually writing a book. Um, he just started. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. It was uh, well, actually with art by uh, Yannick Packett, Chewy's dude. boy, oh, who man. writes, uh, who draws. I'm sorry, draws a uh, draw swamp thing for Drew, a while. Yeah, not draw anymore. Um, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think it's called it's called Wonder Woman: The Trial of Diana Prince. Is that Something right? Like that. It's kind of an updated origin. I know they've been doing a lot of those Earth One type books. I think it's in line with that sort of idea, but it's not necessarily earth one title um which is kind of like marvel did their ultimate thing so this is sort of similar to that where they're just kind of like kind of reimagining the origin stories of some of the i think the i think what i would three. like to do is invite all of our listeners to email us yeah within the next you know within the next <laughs> two weeks email us your favorite wonder woman run or sure. issue or something like that um we always love you to reach out to us i mean yes we we have some recommendations but uh I mean, we're just trying to get the word out there to anybody that's not familiar with the characters that's what the compendium yeah. does mm-hmm. so if you guys it's out there have participation exactly if you guys have any favorite anythings um please 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 write in and let us know if we have not mentioned it yeah recommendations yeah. for characters you want to cover or amendments saying like you guys were wrong you don't know everything there's a problem with the compendium you have to reprint the whole batch <laughs> i don't know if we've ever like <laughs> said that we know everything no we, we don't i think we, we do our best we do our best um yeah, check out the new check out the new wonder woman yeah it the new 52 disappoint. wonder woman so I mean, yeah, yeah. you're looking for a comic it's a great place to jump on i think one of the the reasons that we that she is the character compendium this week is because lately with all the news of you know people getting cast in the movie and etc cetera, etc cetera, wonder woman has had a big burst of popularity mm-hmm. um we've talked about it in back matter before about the suits not wanting not thinking that there could be a female lead and wow. like warner brothers not wanting to take a break uh, take a chance on <coughs> wonder woman um which by the way i read this really interesting quote and i wish i could find it but there was uh somebody from warner brothers quoted as saying we we're looking into the possibility of a wonder woman wonder woman Wonder Woman movie. We think the world might be ready soon, or something like that. The world's been ready for a long time, guys. We there was uh, a TV show, guys, <laughs> and so um, and then there was another TV show that thankfully didn't get made because it would have turned Wonder Woman into Felicity, which is not who Wonder Woman is. The last episode, the first episode oh, of this right. Wonder Woman series, ends with her crying. Yes. So uh, oh, not that there's no. anything wrong with showing her emotions or crying, but Wonder Woman. I cry more than Wonder Woman. (laughs) I just think that... um, You're a very sensitive boy. In in recent months, um, in the last year, uh, Mm. she as a character has been gaining popularity, been gaining speed, uh, momentum, however you want to say it. And I think... um, She's been a member of the Trinity, obviously mm-hmm. GC Trinity, for a long time. But it's just, I feel like just now the, the public consciousness is really starting yeah. to wake up and take hold of this character. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that in the next coming, let's call it a year, I think it's going to be huge leaps and bounds um, yeah. for this character, popularity, books, et cetera, et cetera. Look, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, they're right. You know, the world wasn't ready for it yet. But there's that part of me that kind of fears. It's that, that thing where you, you're like... You, you kind of have a fear that something is right that you don't want it to be right. You know, you say like, "Oh, well, you know, we're we're you know, no one's racist anymore," mm-hmm. but it, there's still people out there like that, and unfortunately, sometimes those are the loudest people. Yeah, you know. Um, but the thing is, you know, it, holding back for as long as they have might 
might give it a bigger payoff. And like what Alan's saying, it just seems like everything is firing on all cylinders for Wonder Woman right now. You know, um, with the you know the buzz around the Justice League, you have people seeking out. Well, who is the Justice League? People who aren't familiar with it. With um, the new Fifty Two Wonder Woman, you have people. Like myself, I never cared about Wonder Woman before. I was just like, okay, Wonder Woman. Never had any feelings about her before. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I'm like, ooh, I'm going to check it out. Okay, I heard it's like, you know, pretty awesome. And I read it. I'm like, dude, this is this is rad. I'm actually going to bring it at some point um, for, for the show. And, you know, you have all that. You have, you know, the, the Grant Morrison book coming out. It's just, it's... It's been building up, you know. You have her showing up in the games and stuff like mm -hmm. that, you know, mm -hmm. more and more recently, and um, it, it's just it like like you said, it's it's been building up, and I think right now, firing on all cylinders, everything's hitting its stride. If they time it just right, you know, it, it's like it's like you're just gonna catch the tasty, tasty wave. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you, know? you get the ultimate <coughs> rush. The um, ultimate so, rush. um, yeah. So, well, that's going to wrap us up for the character compendium. As you can tell, we all love Wonder Woman very, very much. Um, Especially and, my six-year-old daughter. Yeah, <laughs> which, which is great, which, yeah, which is, is another reason I love Wonder Woman. Um, uh, so moving into, uh, away from the four-color character compendium and into the final section, we have Back Matter. It's funny because a lot of the topics we're kind of talking yeah. about, we're going to echo some of the stuff we've talked about in Back Matter. But I'm going to start it off a little bit lighter. Um, we actually did get a uh, fan letter. So as in Back Matter in comics, they usually read the fan letters towards the end. Here's the mail. It never feels. <laughs> it makes me um, want to <laughs> When so, it comes out, I want to say, uh, please don't serve us Nickelodeon. <laughs> um, so uh, we got a, a message from seconds. a young man named uh, Cameron uh, Tabler. Tabler, I'm sorry, Cameron, if I said your name wrong or right there. Um, he's a 15-year-old man from Louisville, Kentucky. I, I won't give you too much of his message, but he had an idea for a comic book, and he doesn't really know... Um, how to kind of pitch it or what to do or, or kind of some, some advice from us as to, you know, how do I get this thing made? I won't give away too much of an idea about his idea because I don't want anybody to take it. That's the first thing I'd recommend yeah. to you. For, Be for, very careful with your ideas. First thing about that. And it's not like a scolding or anything. No, bad, no, 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 no. But just, we're not going to take your idea. If you've got an idea, you know, you, you want to be pretty careful about who you share that with because, you know, not everyone is going to get on a mic and record a show saying that they're not going to take it. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? There are a lot of people going to be like, no, that's dumb. And then they're going to like scribble it down in their notebook. Yeah, there's a lot like of people who will tell you to stop and not try and then take that idea from yeah. you. And yeah. I, I think it's very important that we... Uh, uh, <laughs> point out that any advice given in the next five to ten minutes <laughs> is not professional advice no we are no. none of us are comic book professionals although <coughs> although some of us uh, want to be one day right yeah. we're, we can some only give you advice that we have gotten ourselves we're yes. barely even comic book amateurs one of, <laughs> one of the biggest things too is um in 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 episode in the tenth episode that we did, uh, we got to interview Josh Hanneman, who wrote Bigfoot: Sword of the Earthman. He mm. created that; that was his idea. And in that interview, he actually um, talked a lot about the process, how he was able to get that made, how he was able to find an artist for that, how he was able to um, approach people with his book without telling people what his book right. is in its complete um sense so mm. i would highly recommend listening yeah. to the end of episode 10 where we have that interview listen and, to and the whole episode yeah. but that's that's <laughs> the part that i think <laughs> the you're last taking notes hour on. yeah is what yeah. we're talking about yeah it, it's it's an hour interview but if you're interested in how do i get this made how do i protect my idea mm -hmm. uh, he does a really good job at that so much so that we ian and i we've 
been kind of tossing some ideas around and we've kind of reworked how we plan to do things mm-hmm. uh, in order to protect some of our own ideas and, and get them made. Another good thing I'd recommend to do, um, I mean, we did that interview just to kind of my little, my little two cents on that, but to, we did that interview and asked those questions for, for people like us who want it. And for people we figured, you know, maybe we have some people who are aspiring comic writers, artists out there and they want to know how to reach out to people. So we won't go too over too much of the information he gives in the interview. Listen to that because that's going to give you a lot of the little, little, little pieces, but I would also recommend attend a convention. Um, if you have a convention near you, I mean, you're, you said you're in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, there's probably a comic convention coming to you. Um, and if you're lucky enough to go someplace like San Diego or to Emerald City or any of those big major conventions, I would save your save your save your money. Put your put your money away. Yeah. Get a few buddies together or friends who want to go and take a big boy trip to one of those one of those conventions. Because Chewie and I did, and we went to a writing workshop. It was only yeah. about an hour. Uh, but we're we're aspiring writers, kind of like you are, and we went to a, a writing workshop for. Uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick, um, and we learned quite a bit. Um, So I I would definitely say look at that. Read as many, um, also read as many comic book scripts as you can. Yes. Um, I, I, that's, that was the big advice she kind of gave is to kind of yeah. learn from that. And I've been doing that a lot recently. And, and that's as far as taking your story and, yeah. and actually scripting it before that, you know, you brainstorm it and stuff yeah, like that. Absolutely. But, um, Alan, you've actually done work. You have works online. Um, it, for those of you who don't know, he doesn't talk about it much here, but he, he's, he's, he's done a web comic before, and I know he's he's has you know with life getting in the way, yeah. he has stuff he's trying to do uh, going forward as well. But having done your own thing, you know what can you what can you speak to? Um, I can speak to uh, first of all, I mean, in, in, if you're writing or uh, or if you're drawing, um, <coughs> do it every day. It, it, the the way. The way I look at it is, even if you do it something that you love, um, twenty minutes a day, it's still twenty minutes. It's still twenty minutes that you didn't have before that. So, do a free write for twenty minutes. You know, stream of consciousness. Um, if or uh, if you're an artist, doodle something. Like, just go. I'm going to draw this thing. I'm going to give myself a limit of twenty minutes. Um, like I have uh, uh, drawing apps on my iPad, and I have a, and I have my stylus with me. So on my fifteen minute uh, break or my hour lunch at work, and I'll just pop something out real quick it's 10 15 minutes that i didn't have previously and you're going to improve because you're going to be doing it over and over and over again um coming from the artist uh artist side um we as artists are not always great writers sometimes we're more visual and so um i mean i've written and drawn and i i find both equally challenging but that's because you know innate talent you can't just buy um but deviantart tumblr um, any sort of social, uh, uh, um, sort I'm looking for illustrative websites. There are always people looking for partners. There's people looking for commissions. Um, it, maybe if you want to go, Hey, I'll give you this much money if you just draw out my idea, um, that kind of thing. And so there are always people willing and ready to, um, work with you because not, it's not always about you. It may not just be, Oh yeah, I'll help you out with this thing. It's like, you have this really good idea. Uh, and I need to get better too. So if you're okay with me exactly. working on my stuff at the same time, then we can both get something out of this. Mm-hmm. Most um, people aren't gonna be too stoked about just helping you, and it, it, it's a bummer, but it's a reality of the world. You know, people don't want to give something away for free. So 
a lot of times, you know, money is a good motivator for people mm-hmm. to do this stuff. But at the same time, you know, uh, trust me, I know, like, I can't just give money to people and be like, draw me this, draw me that. So I look for people that are, like Alan was saying, trying to also master their craft and say, hey, I've got this idea. I need you to draw this for me. Like, I, and I even tell them, I'm like, hey, you know, like, I understand this takes time out of your day and stuff, but I'm just thinking, I know you're trying to work on art. So it, I figure it would be mutually beneficial. You get some, you know, drawing under your belt, you know, with an idea that's not your own. I get to take my idea and present to someone, see what that comes out like. And if I'm clear enough in my writing, but um, yeah, listen to that interview. Uh, Josh has some really good recommendations of where to go as far as art and also uh, writing tips. Um, you know, he, he has some websites there like Ian the same, save up your money, go to a con and you know, there's going to be a ton of really cool things to see. You're going to see, you know, maybe some people you've seen on TV or movies before walking around. That's really cool to see, but especially at the smaller conventions, Look at the panels for um, writing, for creating a comic. There's even some that are not even like actually, this is how you write, this is how you draw, this is what. There's ones that are actually like, uh, there was one at WonderCon called the like uh, Creator Connection, mm-hmm. where it was like every night from, I think it was the, like the last two hours where you had to pre register for it or something, mm-hmm. but it was like, okay, these people have registered because they're creators. So it's literally, Hey, everyone, you're all either writing or creating books. We're in a big room together. You're all here to meet people who are also uh, creating books or are looking to create a book. It's essentially a mixer to say all of you are here for the same reason because you need to find someone to work with. Comic book creation speed dating. Exactly. Let Let me put it this way. Uh, RoboCop Fish Edition is not something that would have happened without <laughs> somebody going, "Hey, you should do this thing." Yeah. Uh, if you're curious to see what that looks like, I will show. We, we can get in contact with you yeah. and show you that. Um, the one last thing I would say, real quick, I had a few books recommended to me that might help you on the writing side. Um, of course, Scott McCloud, Understanding Comics, Making Comics, any of those Scott anything McCloud books. Scott anything McCloud. Scott McCloud is great. Um, yeah. Also, the two other books that I read, I remember one I read a while ago. It was kind of helpful, but I kind of enjoyed it, and it has it has Stan Lee's name on it. So Stan Lee's How to Write Comics. And the one I've been reading re- recently and really absorbing and absolutely loving is called the DC Comics Guide to Writing Comics. Now I'm sure you're thinking DC Comics is only for writing DC. No, it's good for all uh, all realms of writing comics. It's because it's written by Denny O'Neill. And if you don't know that name, you should, my friend, because Denny O'Neill is is great. So hopefully those some of those tips helped you. Feel free to email us if you have any questions or any anything. Um, yeah, just let us know. Well, last thing, just do it, man. Just do I it. I mean, look at. Uh, I'm sure some of you are more familiar with it than I am, but look at Axe Cop. Axe yeah. Cop is a comic book. <laughs> it's a show. And it, it's silly and how it came about, you know, is everyone going to write an Axe Cop? Not necessarily, no, not but necessarily. you don't know unless you try. Yeah, you know, exactly. Just, just do it. Get out there and start doing it. So that's going to take us out of that. So thank you for writing us. Um, let us know if you have any other questions, comments, concerns about our stuff, and we'll move forward. Uh, so what do we have for Back Matter for the rest of Back Matter? Uh, uh, I just heard that Scott McCloud is coming out with a new graphic novel, his first in several years. Oh. Called yeah. The Sculptor. Oh, I didn't hear about this. I didn't hear about this. Um, down for so this. Good. Can you tell us anything about it? It's about a sculptor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, is it like something he's just started? He's been working on it for for years, and he's just finishing it up. It should finishing. be published. Knowing that guy, it's oh, going to okay. be polished. Like right. I'll, I'll bet yeah. when oh, it yeah. comes out, it's going to be like oh, down yeah. to the last drop. 
So let's not let's not avoid the white elephant in the room anymore, yeah. boys. Let's All talk right. about the big news in comics recently, <laughs> especially in the digital comics world. Um, Comicsology, as we mentioned a few weeks ago, we talked about it, uh, is being purchased by Am was purchased by Amazon, um, and we kind of <coughs> talked for a while. Like you know, we thought maybe that they're going to stay on the same course, the same ship. It's working so well for them. Let's continue and. We come to find out this week that the Comixology app, especially for iOS devices, which is what we all usually tend to use, um, has changed pretty drastically. So that just goes to show that we have no idea what we're talking about. No, not necessarily. Yeah. No, no. I mean, we can't <laughs> ever predict the future, but I was wrong. It's very <laughs> similar to, uh, just for you guys who are like, I don't understand this. What do you mean? How is it different? I just downloaded Comixology. Why are there no comics there? This makes me mad. They made it more like, uh, they've they've because it's an Amazon service, and Amazon... Um, well, Amazon uh, doesn't like to pay Apple. Yeah, and then there's there's some there's some you can sit on either side Amazon of the debate wants on that to make one. As much money as they can, like all businesses. Yes. Do. Makes sense. Yes. So you can sit on either side of the debate on that one. But needless to say, what the what Comixology looks like now is very similar to how Audible and Kindle work for iOS devices. Namely, being you go to that website, purchase the content there, and then it will show up in an app on your device. Um, so right now, as of right now, that's how you can purchase comics through Comixology. It's a little bit different. Um, so yeah, uh, Comixology's come out with some ways, as Ryan was telling me, that you could bookmark their website as a as a home, and it'll kind of show similarly uh, uh, to what to the way it used to look in yeah. the app. But the purchase process is a little. I, I bought some some through there just to try it out. It's it's a few steps longer. It's not awful, but where it misses out for me and is is the idea that I can buy the next issue right then and there. Yeah. I mean, that's where that's where Comixology ate my yeah, money. I, is I, I was able to finish an issue or a trade and be like, boom, keep going. I, right. I've done that multiple times. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what I did when we were at WonderCon um, and we were waiting in line to get in. I realized, I'm like, oh man, like I hadn't read the latest Batman. You know, I was like, well, I don't want to go and like have that spoiled for me. So I just pulled out my iPhone and on the spot, just boom, latest issue right up there in like 15 minutes you know didn't have any like workarounds to go and do right yeah so, I, I don't think anybody's saying you can't do that with your phone you, no, you still, still do it on your you phone you still can't just, just a few more steps a little less convenient, convenient for ios users i would say there's a reason that they put the gum up at the front register because you're supposed to <laughs> yeah. buy it because it's right there because it's an impulse yeah. buy yeah now with that too i know ryan had some feelings about that it not i'm not to say that they're impulse buys mm -hmm. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's like when, when you're kind of looking for stuff and they're like, Hey, have you heard about this? You're like, no, what's that? That's yeah, mystical. I, th I think new. that the, the way the comics biology app was set up before was great for sort of driving discovery mm -hmm. and, and just sort of finding random stuff. Be like, Oh, this is what, you know, what is this? Oh, it's only 99 cents. I'll buy it. You know, Oh, bandette turns out it's fantastic. You know? And, and <laughs> I think there are a lot of things like that. And and it's not that that stuff doesn't exist anymore, but it's it's not as handy. It's not as quick yeah, to, to jump into. But on the reverse side of the coin, though, like we talked about, with this being an Amazon and a certain other companies not getting a cut yeah. of, of that, um, those creators should be making a little more money. Hopefully, right? Yeah. Hopefully. In, 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 in theory, so we're just curious to see the balance between you know the more percentage per versus the the number of the number of purchases. Yeah. So I mean, I know I know this may be asking a lot, but if you are a comic, an independent comics creator or a comics creator anyway and you get paid for this and you don't you're not gonna lose your job over it and you want to reach out to the show we won't even mention your name just kind of let us know how that's breaking down for you um we're curious just as people who want to become independent comics creators comics creators writers that sort of stuff how's that breaking down how is there has there been any sort of change so if yeah. you are listening and you do feel comfortable reaching out please do um, yeah sort of curious to see what's you, gonna yeah. happen there. have you guys seen the ratings for the app 
Uh, did it plummet pretty hardcore? I think it's like one and a half stars right oh, now. Man, oh man, everybody's unhappy with what Speak, happened. Yeah, Speaking of ratings, uh, we d- we got another review. We did. Um, that review, I remember one particular thing in the review that said uh, it was uh, on iTunes. It said that. Um, they were disappointed at the lack of beards. And that's to say that three of us have beards, but you don't have a beard. So I am the beardless beard. one. Alan, yeah. I got enough beard for so, the both of us. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> what you should do is trim it and give them some. Okay. Just, just I can grow my own. It's just that. Uh, you don't want to. It's all right. I, I look better with stubble, oh, in my it's opinion. All right. It's all right. You're clean. <laughs> There's got to be one of us here. Yeah. I, um, Ian, you were talking about something kind of interesting earlier on, and this kind of goes along with some of our themes that we talked about with Wonder Woman and stuff like that. Okay, wait. Actually, there's one thing, since we're still talking about digital comics and stuff like that, uh, Image Image (coughs) Comics, um, who we're all big fans of, you can buy digital comics directly through their website. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, Dark Horse has their own app separate from Comixology. DC and Marvel do too, and you can buy comics from those apps, and those are all still working. Stability Um, is questionable with some of those apps like mm. i know the dark horse app the dark horse app um, yeah, got the dark better horse app has always it been got a of... lot better recently they, okay they i was wondering and my sad old first generation ipad can handle it a lot more okay. a lot better than it did <laughs> all right mm-hmm. but uh there's something that image comics if you get are you guys familiar with the humble bundle no yeah, i'm no. familiar i've heard of it before but it's a it's a website they usually do like video games where it's like software pay pay what you want you know above a certain price and and you can get these pieces of software, these video games, and then like pay more than the average and you get these two bonus ones and pay more than this and you get this other one. Oh, okay. uh, so right now, uh, it's humblebundle.com. Mm-hmm. They're doing one for Image Comics. And so it's, it's <coughs> essentially... New, new for them, right? They haven't done something like this No, they've before. never done a comics one before. So it's it's pay what you want um, for digital nine digital tiles, titles from Image Comics. List um, them off for us. And so... Oh, my phone just... Okay, here we go. Uh, and so you can get East of West Volume One, Fatali vol- Volume One, and that's that's the Brubaker, Sean Phillips yeah. Fatali, uh, Rekka's Lazarus, Morning Glories Volume One. Uh, so pay what you want, you get those five uh, Ooh, volumes. Also so choose, choose on well, that. Hold on, let me finish. I'm explaining it. Oh, sorry. Uh, so so you get those five, and it's and each of those are volumes. So those are f- four to six comics yeah. each. It's a good deal, uh, just right there. Pay, pay what you, you want. want for those two. If you pay over the average of right now, as time of recording, nine fifty nine. <laughs> If you pay more than that, you also get Saga Volume One, Revival Volume One, and Chu Volume One. Yep. Uh, and then if you pay more than fifteen bucks right now, you get Walking Dead Volume One and Walking Dead Volume Twenty. So you have the bookends. Right. Yeah. Now, uh, how long does this offer last? Because uh, by the time anybody hears this, no, this is going for time. another eleven days. Okay. Uh, so got by the time, time. as, as, as of this recording, so by the time uh, this episode posts, there'll probably be a couple of days <laughs> left in this. Yeah. But it's it's really neat to see something like this being done. Uh, because digital comics, there's lots of different ways to get them, and, yeah. and there's lots of different things that they can be read on. And so, uh, if, if anything, the this whole thing that's going on with comicsology is making people realize that they're they're not the only business in town. They're not the only place you it's can true. get yeah. comics. That's true. Um, but yeah, with what what you were saying, Ian, a little bit before you mentioned yeah. something, uh, tell us a little bit about was it We Are Comics? Yeah. So let me kind of give you a little backstory today. So I check a website. I check a lot of comics websites, um, but the one I was looking at today was then I usually look at comicsalliance.com, um, and I saw a thing that said hashtag We Are Comics, and it's this huge thing that's going on. Long story short, about what it is. Um, 
it has a lot to do with um, discrimination, really, in comics, as okay. far as creators, fans, fandom goes. It's um, almost yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily discrimination. Well, creators, so much it is really d- fan discrimination. Yeah, it's fan it, discrimination against against it, fellow fans, against creators. Of, yeah, it's maybe it, kind of trying to perpetuate a stereotype. Yeah, of, I would say so. Um, it basically comes to comes to the point. Well, it. it I'll, I'll give it kind of a brief. Uh, idea of where this came from um a contributor to that website received after doing a poll about um just like like sexual harassment and in the comics industry and it has run written a few reviews on like why in terms of in the books yeah i mean in the books or in you know from like fans like what do you guys think this oh, okay. sort of stuff um but she's written a few reviews on you know covers that she didn't care for they say you know it doesn't portray females in this way and she's entitled that opinion absolutely whether it may be right or wrong in your opinion <coughs> of, of that is i read that article she's right yeah and i, I actually <laughs> did i actually did too and she was right uh, in my opinion too um so but but she received a, a pretty nasty threat um involving violence to her um and this is pretty safe and not just on the internet people found her home address and her phone number and just all kinds of pretty 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 horrific violence too um something that nobody should ever have to have happen we won't go into detail if you want to know more about it threats so we're clear threats yeah Yeah, threats nothing actually happened she's safe and she's fine but she decided to come out and speak out about it um and kind of involve the community and what's amazing is a lot of ryan was telling me a lot of female creators because of yeah, this has started to come out people on tumblr have been at least what i've seen on tumblr yeah. is, is a lot of people saying like yeah you know this is this is something that most females who are doing comics commentary or who are in comics creators we just deal with it yeah and and basically challenge somebody's love of comics and basically saying you know you're because you're a girl you can't like this and you never know, you'll never know what it is and we're not <coughs> This and that, or because you're different, because you're not the standard yeah. status quo comp. What what I think a what a person, not me personally, yeah. but what whoever wrote this comment thinks is a comic fan or what they should be. Yeah. Because you're not that, you're not valid, and you're wrong and bad. It's basically saying that you know th- these people should be one type of people, whatever that yeah. person's vision is, and and that's wrong. I mean, we're proof of it right here. Yeah. You know, within our little group of four, you know, yeah. we're all different in our own rights. And, you know, even we are lacking. A female. We are lacking a female, I, but I can tell you, um, and I know you will say this, and I'm mm-hmm. sure, I'm sure Ryan will as well. Being, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Chewy, to, no, to leave you out of this argument. Well, but here's here's the thing. Okay, yes, we don't have a female sitting here. It's true, but that doesn't mean that you know there's no diversity in who we are as well. I mean, you know, you're a family man, you're a father, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, you have a little girl who likes comic book characters. Yeah. yeah. We just Uh, went to the comic convention. She met creators, got books signed. One of Alan, you and I both have girlfriends. My, my, my girlfriend texted me as we were recording and I said, because before we left to go on vacation this last weekend, I loaded a bunch of comics onto her phone. Uh So she texted me during the recording to, uh, to ask me what she should read next. Oh, see, there you go. In that order. So, (laughs) Yeah, as, I, as I mentioned is, from the other one too, like the first the first issue I ever bought for or the first thing I ever bought for my current girlfriend was the first issue of Sex Criminals. I told I told yeah. her this is the first recommendation of something I want you to have. The first so. comic book, I guess, of sorts that I, I received, which was the first trade for The Walking Dead, was given to me by a girl. Yeah, you know who was way more nerdy and probably is still way more nerdy than yeah. I am now. But I I wouldn't be sitting here had it not been for her. You yeah. Know? I, I do have to mention because she will hurt me if I don't. Um, <laughs> she introduced me to Scott Pilgrim, which is now a driving force in my comic book there life. You go, man. So she's the one that got me into Scott Pilgrim. There you go. Mm-hmm. Dude, I mean, we went to that pa- panel, Kelly Sue DeConnick. Yeah, Kelly Sue DeConnick, who are, I, 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 no offense to some of the male comic book writers, but can probably write circles around some of the me- the books I've read <laughs> by men. Um, so the idea of this is just oh, preposterous. Kills. <clears throat> yeah. Sorry. Uh, I know. Boom. 
dropped the mic. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. um, um, but, but it, it, it's bigger than just gender. I mean, those. It, I'm sure everyone has been affected in some way at some point or knows someone that, you know, their appreciation right. was, was lessened by other people because, well, but you don't, you're not part of this group. You're not part of right. that group or whatever. Or so even, your, or your even the idea not of, valid. or even the idea of prove it. Exactly. A lot right. of girls have to yeah. deal with the idea of prove it. Even yeah, ma- prove I mean, that you're nerdy do. enough to be into yeah, this thing. Prove, it, prove that you love this. Okay, and I've, so I've even been a little guilty of that in the past, and I've had to check myself. Check myself. Like, yeah. don't nobody has to prove that they like anything. If they say they like it, take it at face value. Yeah. Here, here's where I think this comes from, and you guys can chime in on this. So I think <coughs> that in the past, comics have been looked on as either um, childish or immature or liked by a group of people who did not quite fit in with the norms of society. Sure. So, as we've moved forward as a society, as comics have moved forward as literature and art, as Ryan likes to say, um, <laughs> more people have kind of jumped on the train, more people have been opened up to this form of, of uh, literary, uh, literary medium, and it's become more widespread. But the people who initially were in it for the other reasons in a time when it wasn't so widely accepted are still into it. And on top of that, they've now passed down that, uh, 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 outlook to other people, maybe their mm-hmm. kids, maybe their friends, et cetera, et cetera. So we still have a core of, if you've read comics or you were into comics as a, as a kid as an adult, whatever you are on the fringe of norm society. So what it is, in my opinion, is a reactionary, uh, response to, it's preemptive. I am going to be a jerk and I'm going to tell you to uh, prove it because at some point you are going to lash out at me. So what I need to do is I need to weed you out of my circle so that I don't have to deal with what may possibly come from the future as uh, social retribution on me just because I happen to like this thing. Right. In my, so to sum this up, there is a group of people who have been trained to believe that they will be ostracized for liking a certain thing. And so they have trained themselves to be defensive. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Now, in my, what I think is we need to get past this. We need, we need to get past the genders and we need to get past the, um, the fandoms and we need to get past the, the, the factions. And what we need to do is, and I've said it before, is what we do here on the, on the podcast. We need to get <coughs> people to realize that comics are not comics. They are literary medium. They yeah. are stories. Mm-hmm. They are yeah. fictions. They are art. Um, yeah. And as soon as we start recognizing comics as an art form and as, as a way to tell and, and, and read stories, just like movies are movies and just like uh, novels are novels, comics are just comics. Right. And as soon as we get to that point... Then everything else drops away. And I think, yeah, and I think it's not even just comics. <laughs> let's, let's let's just talk about nerd nerd culture yeah. in general, as it's referred Seriously. to nowadays. That's a good idea. Like, listen, it's cool to have your favorite thing, and you know, as much as I tease Alan about Green Lantern and Batman, <laughs> yeah. Alan doesn't care. Alan's not gonna nah. threaten physical violence. I like Batman, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put gas or put sugar in Alan's gas tank again because he likes. <laughs> well, wait, I, I, let's let's be clear, <laughs> I, and, and you guys are joking, but I, I think that like I want to keep going with the seriousness of Alan. Sure, if you think that it's it's an appropriate response if you disagree with someone to threaten them with physical violence. You're wrong. You are wrong. You're, Period. You're you are wrong. Wrong. Yes. And you need to check yourself. You need to get that fixed about yourself. Yes. Because that is never appropriate. And if you know somebody, if you have a friend who's doing this and trying to tell it's funny, you need to as a as a person, whether you be a man, a woman, doesn't matter. Check them. 
say, hey, do you really want to do this? Is this really the right idea? I feel a lot of people Even don't. Even if they're doing it as a joke, you need to call them out on yeah. it. Say, this is a thing that really happens. This is not okay. This is not funny. It's not okay. Yeah. Um, but, but going back to that, as nerds in general, you know, listen, you're always going to have your favorite things, you know, and you can tease each other playfully about them. But when it gets serious like that, it's not like what Ryan was just saying. It's not okay. Like, appreciate that everyone likes something just as much as you do. Like, I... I, I love I love Doctor Who. Outside of this, we don't really talk about it much on this show. But like, I'm not the kind of guy who's gonna be like, but supernatural <coughs> fans, they're dumb. Like, listen, I will tease and joke about supernatural, but you know, it's a show. It's just as valid, and people like it. That's great. Like, and that's really cool. It's cool that you find other people that like what you like. That's how I met all these guys. You know, yes. Chewy. I didn't really, uh, Chewy. I wanted to include in comics so bad. When I met Ryan, it was all about comics. When I met Alan, it was all about comics. When I met this True. guy. I, it, w- it wasn't, but I'm like, I no. want you to be included in this. Well, I, and rather than well, and, ex- and it goes back out. to it goes back to when Chewie met Scott Snyder. Was yeah. it yeah, Scott true. Snyder said, to yeah. "Yeah, welcome to Gotham." Yes, yeah. he wanted you to. He welcomed you welcome. into comics. Welcome yeah. is the yeah. key word there. He I wants mean, you there. But that that was amazing. I couldn't have asked for a better moment. But uh, with that, I mean, like, what was I before? I was just and still am a nerd about sports. A nerd about yeah. metal. Right. Mm-hmm. I was still a nerd just about things that a lot of people considered not nerdy, but really you can be nerdy about anything. And, that's, that, true. and that's, that's that's the important part. You know, that's passion, you know, as a reality is nerdiness. That's true. Anyway, but so getting so why are we talking about all this? Because you're like, you guys are going on a, a weird rant. Yeah, but sorry. they have opened up no no, it's okay. We this have, is good. We have a civil duty. Because it's important because <laughs> it's this true. the reason and what this eventually led to is so because of all <coughs> this, all this nastiness, um something positive came out of it, which is they started a website. Uh, it's wearecomics.tumblr.com. And what people have been doing there is people who are maybe smaller publishers or people who are mm. different or in some way comics has affected them or, yeah. or is important to them. They are actually submitting their mm. stories, their pictures, their, I mean, and, and big companies are doing it. It's not just, um, it's not just people. There's a lot of people who are like artists or writers, people who are, you know, from the, from the, from the, you know, LGBT community Um, from uh, there's actually pretty big people too like we talked about uh, a few weeks ago we talked about um, uh, Battling Boy First Second has posted something on here they've been accepted Uh, uh, Fantagraphics yeah Yeah, a lot of bigger people and all sorts of different people like women a girl is a girl who I read today I was really impressed by she writes she writes kind of more adult kind of not safe for work stuff kind of along the lines of like sex criminals but about people with uh, body positivity so people who don't look like you know your standard people you know, doing they don't the, look like doing stuff. They don't look like heroes. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they look like real people, not your standard comic book. You know, skinny and muscular, muscular people. But I, I think this is fantastic, and I think that it's really amazing that everyone is just kind of stepping up and taking the space, basically saying, "Hey, th- I'm comics too, and I'm comics." And it's like I'm Spartacus, and I'm Spartacus. And I mean, whether you, yeah. whether you're a group of four I'm people, Spartacus. I'm four, Spartacus. four I'm dudes comics. sitting around microphones, being like, "Let's talk about it," yeah. or you're a 15 year old boy. Uh, being like, I, I want to write a comic book. I have this idea for a comic book. You know, someone help me get it done. You know, don't let anyone tell you you aren't comic books, that you aren't a part of it. You know, you having an interest, you having a desire, you having an idea. You having a passion. You, makes you comic books. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, um, so to lighten it up a little bit, <laughs> you did mention Chew in, in the Humble Bundle yeah. thing there. Um, 
the uh, Chew is a fantastic book by Image, and I will bring it up someday. I mean, I, mean, like, I have to. Right. You know, my name is in the book. <laughs> okay. But the lead um, character is <coughs> also actually say Chew is Chew is Chewy's last name. I won't tell you the first yeah. name, but, but read the um, book, you'll see. Yeah. So <laughs> there's been lots of talk for years of uh, basically around the, since when it's been out mm-hmm. of Chew becoming a movie, a TV series, and this uh, and that, and it's been. It's gone into development here and then becomes stagnant and then dropped. And then development there and stagnant and dropped, which, by the way, are, are all wrong moves by whoever dropped them. Because <laughs> this would play, oh, man. I mean, not to give too much away for it, from it, but Chew is the story of a sibiopath. And I hope I pronounced that correctly. But basically, he, he's a detective that receives psychic impressions from what he eats. So he eats something, and then he can kind of see what got it to that point. Was so the chicken's Nas name Colin? What's that? <laughs> what was his name? What was the chicken's name? I don't know. The don't chicken know that he's said. eating. He's no, never mind. Reference. Yeah, sorry, it's I'm Portlandia. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> How far away was it raised? <laughs> um, but... <coughs> Oh, I just thought it was a clever play on the yeah. power, but I didn't know it was another reference. Oh, now, yeah. I, now I feel. Dumb. But but yeah, he um <laughs> so he he gets these psychic uh, visions from it and stuff like that, and it's a it's a really fun, interesting, and actually um intriguing. So we got it got greenlit. So it it's finally um been it, it's in production and it's gotten there before, um but now it's actually gotten to the point where it's like they've started recording voiceover and stuff like that. It's going to be an animated feature. So it's not going to be a series oh, or anything really? like that. Okay, it's going to be an animated feature. They're targeting, um, like, um, they're targeting digital and home releases and stuff like that. So, so kind of like the know. DC animated movies, uh. exactly. Um, and it's actually going to be it's going to feature a little bit of star power. So the two main characters that they've released so far, which is um, uh, Detective Chu and um, Amelia, uh, what's her last name? They're Amelia Mintz, um, are going to be voiced by Stephen Yoon from The Walking Dead, oh. um, who plays Glenn, and also uh, I love that character. It's also that Felicia Day, who you may know from oh, The Guild nice. and, and uh, from Geek General and Nerdum in general. So this this is interesting because. Uh, you know what this sounds like is a lo- uh, two years, a year or two ago, um, when the goon, you guys know mm. the goon, oh, yeah. it was making its rounds mm. as a short uh, trailer it was around the internet, and we, they were trying to get funding for it and trying to make it happen. Yeah. It's also going to be animated. It had Paul Giamatti on board I to be a voice. That, yeah. um, so I don't know. It seems like I this kind so. of thing may. Huh? I hope so. It's a good. This is a good book. I, I do, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm interested to see where it goes. But the way, okay, if we can get a Veronica Mars movie funded and yeah, done, right? we can happen. do this. Yes. <laughs> so the, the, the kind of reason why they're looking at like, oh, it's finally getting done was it was picked up by, um, what was her name here? It was, it was published or it's being picked up by um, Krellitz and uh, David Boxenbaum, um, who they actually have purchased Heavy Metal Magazine. And so, oh, okay, well, okay. Okay. so they're, they're, trying to really do this and they're going to fly under that banner heavy metal you know like carry oh, okay. that stuff cool but um they're also with that and haven't read it it'll seem like a really interesting book another image series that they're also looking to put out um this is much more down the pipe but uh it's, that book is called uh peter pens and faust oh yeah i've heard about that um and that's a pretty interesting book as well but um i'm stoked now that they finally cool. have interesting. like names associated with that I'm like i'm, I'm stoked cool. for that so um what so, uh, real quick, uh, I 
we didn't have any movie news talked about yet, so no. I just want to bring this up real quick. Real briefly, uh, just um, <coughs> they did announce, uh, uh, Warner Brothers has announced their movie lineup after, well, okay, so we have Superman, we, we have, have Batman vs. Superman, Batman versus Superman. Then now we have a Justice League movie officially announced. So we are sometimes kind of right, because we kind of talked about <laughs> this a while ago. So yeah, that's cool. That's what I figured they would be doing. Okay, yeah, we all kind of figured it would happen, yeah. but yeah. at the same time, we also were wondering whether or not they would do tie-in movies, where they would try to go the Marvel mm-hmm. route, mm-hmm. but they're just going to jump straight into They gotta Justice catch up, League. man. They gotta catch yeah. up. So the question <laughs> being now is all are all of their castings that they're doing, so Superman, uh, Henry Cavill is supposed to be Superman in the Justice League movie. Apparently, they're they're aiming to keep Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. um, Gal Gadot, and, and all these other people. So it seems like everybody they're casting now, regardless of how it happens in mm-hmm. Batman versus Superman, they are going to be carrying over to the Justice League movie. Sure. Um, yeah. Is it too little, too late? Is it not going to Is it not going to work? Do we trust Warner Brothers pull this off? Oh, I mean, does sure anybody have high expectations? Whether or not it's good, I'm sure it's going to make lots of money. I think, I'm hoping um, it's good. There's possibilities there, and that raises a question as to how you would do it after the Justice League movie. Um, the way that I would do it is, okay, you have you know um, Man of Steel 2, you have um, the Justice League movie. From there, if I'm running it, I would go into a Wonder Woman movie. Okay, I would then probably do a, a I don't know if you go into like a Flash or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Justice League 2. Okay, I don't see the need for another Batman at this point. Like, there's just no work him into all those movies. I think I think you have a great idea here. I think what instead what you would do is instead of like picking random people, is you see, you get uh okay. So in Avengers, everybody's mm-hmm. like, I love Iron Man. So is it going to be reverse Marvel? They're going to mm-hmm. do the Justice League movie. They're going to mm-hmm. see which one fans glom onto, mm-hmm. and they're like. That's the next one. We're making a Loki movie. Yeah. What, 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 well, Marvel Marvel was kind of unconventional in that way. Yeah. Everyone told Marvel they were nuts right. to do this, to, 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 <laughs> to present all these characters and then put them together in a team yeah. movie. They said, no, no, no. You do the team movie first, and then you see who mm. you know is more important. They're kind of doing a hybrid method because they started with Superman. They're going to have Superman and Batman. They're going to have the Justice League, and then they're going to say, okay, who from here? Yeah, and uh, what I think would be interesting, though, mm-hmm. is no Batman movie, because we don't need another Batman movie. We really don't. And they've already said that they're going to go in this next Man of Steel with an older Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how you know Ben Affleck's going to play it and all that stuff. So rather than say, okay, here's his origin again, or here's him fighting this guy again as a side movie that doesn't really have any weight to it, work him into little bits of every other one, mm-hmm. have him getting older between Justice League and the eventual Justice League 2 movie, and Justice League 2, or right after that, is maybe... Him passing the mantle on to Terry McGinnis, or you can I'm just, just or, no? or, or okay, yeah, that's, that's a little, little, little far fetched. Yeah. I think Alan's we'll doing a little Dick bit Grayson, of maybe Dick Grayson, or Dick Grayson. See. You're just trying to get Alan excited about Batman. I just <laughs> Batman beyond, dude. I'm just saying they've done Batman, you know, to death in movies and stuff like that. And Wait. with Christopher Nolan's Batman, I mean. Which also, it's, if you haven't seen that Batman Beyond short, do yourself it's, a favor. It's, it's Darwin Cook, Batman to, Beyond, Bruce Tim short. Look it's it hard to top that. So I'm just wondering if it's time for change. And sure. Dick Grayson Batman would be a great way to go, but at the same time, then you got to introduce Robin and stuff. Uh, well, uh, we'll see. Terry we'll McGinnis, we'll, you got a cool new suit. We'll, we'll see. We'll see where they go with that. We'll mm-hmm. see. So, well, I think that's going to wrap us up for Back Matter uh, this week. It's kind of a longer one, but some some good information there. So yeah. before before we go though, uh, as always, we want to talk about uh, what books we're going to be bringing next time. So. 
So for First Prince, we decided we're going to bring... I'll let Ryan introduce the book. Ryan, what are we going to be bringing for First Prince next time? Uh, we're bringing a book written by Grant Morrison, drawn by Frank Quitely, called We Three. Oh, no. Uh, it's actually a relatively <laughs> short book Yes, about the story of uh, three sort of animal robot hybrids and oh, man, <laughs> something sad, that happens with them. That's I haven't read this, but I'm afraid to. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, okay. Well, that's going to be First Prince. So for Here's My Issue, uh, let's go around the circle. Alan, what are you going to be bringing for next time? So because it worked out so well last time when I brought Quantum and Woody, I'm going to blind pick another one. <laughs> All um, right. Uh, this one is going to be something that comes highly recommended to me from multiple sources called East of West. It's Ooh, an image comic. Yeah. I've been wanting to read this. I've been wanting to read this too. Yeah, it's uh, written by Jonathan Hickman, which yeah. I think we all have uh -huh. a little experience with. And uh, the art is by Nick Dragata. So I don't know what I'm getting us into yet, uh, but I've, we'll find out. I've heard good things. I've me heard too, good yeah. Things. So I'm going to go ahead and bring from the DC universe. I'm on a little bit of a superhero kick before I dive into the depths of darkness again. Uh, I'm going to bring Animal Man number one Ooh, from, oh, sweet. The, from the New 52. Something uh, written by Je Written by Jeff Lemire, but not drawn by him, uh, at least not in majority. Um, and it's going to actually be, the art's going to be Travel Foreman. But um, I'm really stoked to see what you guys think about this. I love that book. Um, okay, so the book that I'll be bringing actually to skirt the superhero community yet again, I'm going to be bringing an image book um, called Black Science. Um, and it is, I believe, written by Rick Mender and drawn yes. by Mateo oh, Scalera. Wow. Mender and Hickman on, on the same episode. Um, yeah, yeah. So two, two image books. Actually, this one I've been wanting to read, and so I read the first issue. I'm going to probably read some more before we get to there but i've been wanting to read east of west as well so two image books as cool well. um ryan what are you gonna be reading next uh, time? i just changed my mind like Go right, for it. right Go now for it. uh so i'm gonna be bringing next wave issue one all right <laughs> yes that's uh, a marvel book uh right. sort of and it's uh written by warren ellis drawn by Stuart eminent and um it's one of my favorite books i have a time. feeling this next issue like we're gonna talk about writing a lot yeah so like, uh, the theme, theme is gonna be oh, writing yeah. theme is gonna be writing <laughs> so cameron listen up um, <laughs> all right well that's gonna do it for four color commentary uh for this issue but before we go as always we want to remind you and i know we talked about inclusive uh, being inclusive everybody but we want to remind you that Galactus is the only purple people eater that this show recognizes. <laughs> I'm Alan. I'm Chewy. I'm Ian. And I'm Ryan. Stay near mint, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com. <laughs>